0: Welcome to the Dead Game Podcast, a show about video games, the people who make them, and the people who play them. I'm your host, Ethan Gatch, a senior reporter at Kotaku.com, an internet and gaming culture website. And on this episode, we'll be diving deep into Rocksteady's new tumultuous loot shooter, Suicide Squad. We'll be talking about everything we love and hate, about the follow-up to Rocksteady's beloved Batman Arkham trilogy, as well as the conversation around the game, which has been controversial and heated, to say the least. This week, joining me is... uh, Kotaku staff writer Zach Swisen, uh, returning once again, and Jake Steinberg, for the first time. How are you both doing?
1: Oh, my God. So excited to be on the official Dead Game podcast on podcast one services and around the globe. Oh, my God. We're here. Yeah, this is great. Am I, am I the first double-upped guest?
0: Yes, you are. Epis- wow. yeah. We'll see how long you Added can keep to that streak going. Um, Zach, I think, you know, it may be... Well, <laughs> For anyone who's not familiar with you, quickly, give us your your bio.
2: Oh, uh, I am a writer at Kotaku, and I've been there for, uh, if if you're counting freelance, I think I've been there for, we're getting to a decade now, so so it's like 2016, but before that I was writing for a bunch of sites you've never heard of because they don't exist anymore and writing on my own, and I like to play video games, and somehow I get paid to write about them. I trick some people into thinking I'm smart enough for that. And Jake, what's your story?
1: Yeah, so I used to work for the video game YouTube channel Game Explain. Uh, left last week in a bit of a huff. No drama, though, man. But uh, <laughs> but now I'm just uh, now I'm I'm traditionally I've worked my whole life as a writer and comedian. So uh, was able to score some sweet. Little writing jobs gave me some freedom where I felt comfortable to leave that place. But I have started up for the friends and fans that loved my content on Game Explain. Uh, I've got a little like YouTube video project that I do now uh, once a week called Catch My Drift. So that's what I'm doing nowadays.
0: Yeah, I watched. Uh, I think I guess it was the first one yeah. um, or maybe the second, but it was it was really good. Um, so people should definitely go check that out. Uh, and I don't know how much you you know if you don't want to go into it, that's fine. Yeah. But. Uh, what what is I guess should what's been the fallout of leaving like Game Explain or of your message about um, leaving and I don't know if you want to yeah. give us the short version of why you left and then uh, if if there's been sort of any response of like yeah well we should maybe fix things so that doesn't happen again
1: yeah it's tough so like. Um I am somebody that is pretty much allergic to drama in my personal life. So it was hard to knowingly enter that in my professional life. And uh, you know, I made the statement about why I was leaving Game Explain, primarily concerned with feeling overworked and underappreciated. I was somebody at that channel that I think very quickly just kind of got good at the job, got very efficient at making videos, was good at speaking off the cuff. I think maybe my stand-up background played into that. And uh, if became noticeable to everybody that when it was time to like rush get a video done quickly like a news update or something I was just so fast and I think like it kind of a lot of jobs kind of became my job because we knew we could get it done with Jake really fast and then he would have time to make another video and this started to multiply over over right. my time there to the point where I was not my 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 values in my lifestyle were not aligned with what I was doing in my career, and uh, and it's funny. I think a lot of the reaction has been people theorizing, like why? What are the specifics? Who who's really to blame here? Is Jake not good at representing himself with his boss? Which is hilarious because if you knew <laughs> me at all, I think the one thing I am good at doing is I'm a little confrontational, and I am a little good at representing myself. I'd like to think, but um, yeah, everybody's kind of trying to use. The time period around when I announced I was quitting as the data set to say, oh, well, now we can discern why he quit. It's because they just launched this news show and the news show was too much work. And that's why he quit. But guys, I, I put a post on my LinkedIn seven months ago that I was looking for a new job. So this wasn't this wasn't some something hit me and I decided I needed to get out of there. Um but yeah, so it's it's been very weird, and I think that the thing that I am happy about is that uh, growing up, I had a close family member that said to me, "At your job, Jake, whenever you get your first job, you it doesn't matter what your coworkers think of you. It matters if your boss likes you." And I remember hearing that and going, "That's not me," and I right. and I think my I've been kind of the opposite, and I've tried to really take that to heart. And uh, before I left, I like me. I kind of briefed my coworkers about what I was doing, got their blessing, got their support, looked you know, one of them looked over my statement and and was happy with it. And I hoped that my leaving would maybe give them some leverage in the fallout, in the assigning of the work as they moved forward. So that was a large reason why I made the statement that I did. And um, and that's it. I don't know. I I think a lot of people have been trying to make this like a morality play between me and my boss. And I don't really see it as that at all. I see it as just kind of like being the job of the boss. And is somebody good at that? Is somebody good at managing? If somebody founded a YouTube channel 15 years ago and it blew up, does that mean they're going to be an expert manager of employees? Like I don't I I think at the end of the day, that's where I come down and I say maybe not and that's where a lot of my issues lied in in my career there so yeah
0: yeah uh bosses being bad managers no one's ever experienced that before i have no <laughs> idea what that's like i have what is um, that what's that
2: <laughs> is it um, weird well, to have the internet theory crafting your <laughs> Yeah. To suddenly, to have people like go, okay, he posted this, and this got posted. So if I connect right. these two dots, and this Reddit post said that this happened, I think this is what happened. Is it weird to be like
1: a little bit? So, I, you know, my my friends, my friends who are not into video games at all have loved this. They think that this is fascinating, seeing my name out there, seeing Reset Era threads and Reddit posts show up on Google with my name, and they can't believe it. And I think the funny thing to me is like um, my, my, my best friend, he's in, he's in my, uh, my wedding party this fall. He said to me, Jake, you've always been a little famous. You've been famous to people that knew you. And I like opened for big comedians and did like stuff in Hollywood for a while. And I think that's what he was referring to. But he goes, but now the normal people are out here making a big deal about you. And he asked me, he was like, what's that like? And I, and I was and I told him, I think I much prefer being famous to just the people that know me. And it is hard. It is. It is. I think when I was younger, there was a part of me that liked the spotlight and liked the attention and liked the drama. And the older I get and the more I settle into what I really want out of my life, the harder it even was for me. To have like a career on YouTube to be somebody whose face was seen all the time and people commented on the videos and, you know, said I had a big forehead or, you know, like like it just got, it got harder and harder and harder. So now it turning into like this negative thing, I'm, I'm finding that the negativity of it doesn't affect me as much as just the attention. Like I did not expect that my announcement of leaving this, this like, YouTube channel that nobody I know watches was gonna net right. me like 700 new Twitter followers. Like, why? You know? So, I, I think that's been the weirdest part. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, speaking just for myself, I feel like it's been, I, I'm surprised that any, I think it's pretty par for the course, of just burnout in content creation in general on YouTube and just a sort of lack of um, like organization setting up boundaries. Uh, we saw that last year, I think it was with Linus tips and just. Sure a different situation but just um there's the the algorithm is insatiable and there will always be a drive to feed it more content and to your point i think the quicker you get at doing it 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 doesn't make you feel like you can take a break if anything it the expectation is like oh well you can do even more um right it's a danger it it almost leads right there's like a weird sort of uh like a uh, nuclear reaction that begins mm-hmm. to happen where things start to speed up and you burn out even quicker. Um not saying that it, burnout was necessarily your issue, but just it, I think for anyone looking at a channel like game explain or any of these others and thinking that it's just like a completely normal, sustainable thing. Um, my personal take is that I feel like that I feel like everyone is starting to come to terms with the fact that none of this is actually yeah. working the well, way I, anyone wanted it to.
2: I feel like last year, my YouTube feed was filled with a bunch of people that i have followed for years subscribed to years putting up videos like i'm not doing this anymore for a while or i'm done doing this or i'm stopping this Mm because like it's just i remember one of them mentioning something about how you work hard 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 fast 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 and you're thrown into a void essentially like you're never 100 percent sure what's gonna work what's gonna hit What's gonna change? Like sometimes twenty minute videos or what everybody wants. Suddenly it's five minute video. It's like it just feels frustrating from that end.
1: Well, so. and and I think a large problem with working so fast and it being about the numbers, like the job is just producing mm-hmm. the numbers, is that I never got to feed me. I never got to feed the things that I cared about or was passionate about, and it became this thing where it was like Jake. I I felt like I didn't have time to think. And it was it was just like the day before I left, the day before my last day, there were like, I don't know three or four hours left in my day. and it's like, Jake, can you make a video about Power world? And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know, man, Like I guess you know, you know, throw something up there, and it's it's just uh, yeah, and I, I think over time it's. You know, in in the world of, like, video game media stuff, I always, in my head, I think that there's, like, three different groups. There's, like, consumer-focused stuff, there's journalists, and then there's kind of, like, professional fans, I would say. And I think working in the professional fan sphere was already something that was—it was hard for me to connect all those dots and really feel like I fit in. So, I I don't know. It it was really no surprise to me that around this time, it just became—all of it kind of just became too much of a beast for me.
0: Uh, I think obviously the real reason uh, you left Game Explain was that you didn't want to cover Suicide Squad.
1: It's um, <laughs> part of the
0: uh, media cabal that is just not giving this game a fair shake and doesn't want Rocksteady to succeed. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean that
1: cabal—they were offering big bucks to hate on this game. Well, you're so, right. Yeah, offered no, they, money. Nobody offered me money. They just
2: offered <laughs> me clothes for the game.
0: Yeah, what, what nobody knows is that all the publishers who aren't who, whose game it doesn't it isn't will get together and they'll be like, "Yo, here's a here's a bounty. Go out and hate this game, and we'll yeah. pay you. Go, um, g- go
2: kill this live service game, so that all our live service games are even mm, worse off in the future." Mm.
0: But so, so, Suicide Squad released uh, officially on February second, and. Um, I know you both have been playing it, and I have too. And I really, I want to start just by getting both of your opinions on your time with it and what you like about it. And I guess this is to set up, um, you know, the background for for anyone who doesn't know is that Rocksteady, who made the super critically acclaimed and successful Arkham uh, Batman Arkham trilogy, has been toiling away for seven years now on a Suicide Squad game that is also a live service game with multiplayer components that is completely, you know, unlike the original single-player Batman games it was doing. And so everyone's been sort of waiting to see, like, how will this studio adjust to this completely new type of game that has taken forever to make, um, that stars Harley Quinn and a bunch of other B-list DC villains trying to kill the Justice League um, in a complete role reversal from you know this the superhero games that people are used to playing now whether it was Marvel's Avengers or Gardens of the Galaxy or the Spider-Man. And you know, I have, you know, the more it's one of those games the more I play it, the more I the more complex my feelings get. Um, I know Zach, you recently published your review over at Kotaku about it and I was just going to read um, the penultimate paragraph from it It, you wrote in the end suicide squad is just okay fine not amazing not a train wreck folks wanting this game to be a complete disaster will be disappointed to discover a totally fine shooter that only succumbs to live service corruption at the end and for folks wanting something they can play for years well i hope you like shooting purple crystals over and over uh I originally had felt Zach like you had one of the more positive takes on this game, but after rereading your review today, I actually think that I might like it more than you. So, like, just give me, you know, this the quick version of of how your feelings developed as as you were playing it and where you've kind of landed at the end.
2: It's strange. I I I think it's not even a joke. I do think the way I would sum up this game is you can't see it right now. I'm shrugging the shrug emoji because like I feel like. It it is the most middle of the road game, in when you when you add, when you take everything into context. Like there are bits of it that are amazing. I think the I I love the third person combat. I I mentioned in my review. It's like up there with like Division Two in terms of third person gunplay. I think it's very tight. It feels great when you pop someone with a sniper rifle as dead shot and they go. It's amazing. It's like it feels good even seven hundred times later. I'm like yeah that's that's great. Then on the flip side, it's like. I have seven different people yelling at me at all times in that game. I don't know if you've ran into this issue, but like nobody will shut the hell up in that game. I have, if you just want to explore the city within 30 seconds, someone in your squad's like, Hey, why don't you pick a mission? And it's like, I'm just trying to enjoy this world. I just want to go explore. I want to go do an AR challenge. So it's this constant back. It's like, I love the gunplay. I hate how everyone talks. I love the cutscenes. I think the ending's one of the worst endings in a superhero game I've Come across in a long time. Um, I don't want. I won't spoil anything necessarily right this second, but it's bad, mainly because it just gives away the plot that it's oh this is a live service thing. Buckle up, you're going to be playing this for however long the servers are up. Uh, it just it's spot like if you ask me at different times of the day, I'll give you different. My my response might be different because like if the last thing I did in Suicide Squad was one of those awful stupid escort mission things. I'll tell you that this game is not great. If you get back to me after, like, I'm having a bunch of fun blowing enemies up with fire grenades, I'll be like, oh, this thing's pretty cool. And so it just kind of, in general, just lands at this, like, middle-of-the-road game, which I think the internet is just no longer able to understand. And things I think have that to, also... They have to be bad or they have to be good.
0: Right. I think also one of the things complicating it here is that because there was no early review period... right you know a lot of times discussions around games happen in very discrete waves and for this one it's sort of all happening at once on a rolling basis as like people work through their opinions in real time and like you know one negative review score gets posted or like users are reviewing it on console and steam and posting different opinions and so there's a bit there's a much bigger clash as opposed to the sort of traditional uh reviews go up there's a a critical consensus or or, um, debate about the thing. And then a week later, people are forming their own opinions and those opinions are, you know, X removed from what that original uh, feeling was. And then, you know, maybe a couple weeks after that, whether, you know, if the game was really positively received, then weeks later, people will be like, what are you talking about? This game's not as good as everyone said. Or the opposite, like, oh, everyone hated on this game. And what are you talking about? It's actually great. Uh, Which, you know, you could see with last year's Forspoken. Right. um,
2: Or, or, Yeah. Sorry,
0: Jake. Uh, where have you finished the game, and and where do you stand, sort of, on your feelings about it, and the both like the new formula of the game, and just like moment to moment, how much you enjoyed it?
1: Yeah, um, I finished the game. I'm definitely the most positive one here about it. <laughs> I I I've been calling myself DC pilled because I truly like. I'm enjoying this game so much that I'm like a little. It's starting to get to me how much my I? The, I've got my notes over here to the side and the subtitle. It's the Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, colon, discourse in every bite. I It's like so much. There's so much going on here. But um for me, what it boils down to is this. I think that. I understand why so many people, especially people in traditional press, don't like this game. I think that there is an expectation set up not j- by not just by Rocksteady's lineage of having these character-driven, third-person, narrative, like really perspective-driven, I would say, video games. And now there's this hard pivot into this game, which is uh, the comparison I've been using is it's the difference between a movie about baseball and a baseball game. I think before, if Rock said he was making movies about baseball, that's all about capturing the highs and the lows, giving these like extremely bespoke specific moments and like funneling people through that. Whereas now part of the enjoyment of this game is it's the game it's the meta of it it's recognizing that it's a game recognizing that there are systems in the game and just wanting to utilize those systems with full knowledge and and the ending of the game that you were referring to zach kind of acknowledges this it kind of has this moment where it's just like you're in the game now baby right. this is what the game is and i'm like whoa that is not it they would never have done this before where it was all about you know be the batman have this perspective be this character." Um, but yeah, top level, uh, like Zach said, shooting, movement. I love all of these things. I think they're great. Love that you called out the sniper. This is the most fun I've ever had sniping anything in a video game. It's so good. Because they just made it overpowered. So they just said, no, you're going to yeah. hit the thing. You're going to hit it. And it feels amazing because they're so far yeah. away and it works. Um, they that's pop. The- they go. Yeah. <laughs> And um, I think that there's a lot of little stuff in this genre, this, uh, like, looter shooter genre that's actually done really well. The afflictions being an active thing as opposed to just, like, only being, like, a percentage chance you can light somebody on fire. The fact that you can hold down a button and, with intention, activate an affliction when you want to, that's that's really nice. It's because that's, like, player freedom, uh, being expressive, being creative, you know feeling like your actions are making a difference when you do them really like that uh the villain weapons and the villain like specific effects the fact that i'm getting this bane gear and when i activate the effect there's like this like crazy bane music that comes in and like his mask shows up and there's like a weird green mask over my character as a as somebody that is again dc pilled i enjoy this stuff very much but what it ultimately comes down to is that i think that this is a video game that wanted to be this looter shooter fun traversal all of this stuff and then the dc property the superheroes of it that's not really core to the game that's the salt on top of the steak they're using that to give it flavor and they're using that to make it like memorable and make things like oh, okay you go to this person for this kind of mission that's how you're going to remember it like that's how that functions here um but if you were somebody that said i like superhero games i should like this why don't i like this that's why it's because you need to like the looter shooter game first. You need oh, to like oh, yes. You need to like Borderlands. You need to like the Division. the Division. You need to yeah. And and I almost wonder if this game was not saddled with the property, if those expectations weren't there. Man, I think people would be talking about this game different. Yeah, I think if yeah. this was not a DC game,
2: if yeah. this was just a Tom Clancy's mask shooter game, like yeah, I wonder if people would. If this is what actually what Division Homeland ended up being, like yeah. Well, so,
0: and just So just to zoom out real quick again, yeah. like for anyone who hasn't played it, uh, your your journey to kill the Justice League, which has been brainwashed by Brainiac, uh, leads you to explore an open world sandbox version of Metropolis um, as uh, one of four characters who each have different traversal mechanics. And the emphasis in the gameplay is really on both the, the shooting and then how you move through the environment. So for instance, Harley Quinn uses a drone that uh, she hook shots to and... Uh, swings from boomerang uses um, a speed force boomerang that lets him basically blink sort of like you do in dishonored or in as tracer in overwatch to far away you know distant um areas and then there's this other part of the game which is loot based where you're basically the, the progression that you're driving towards is to get better gear for your character to go through the skill tree to unlock uh, more synergistic abilities that all each will allow you to basically take down these mobs of purple. You know, anyone who remembers watching power Rangers back in the day, I forget what those things were called, but Hotties. they're basically, yeah, they're basically, <laughs> you're fighting, you're fighting purple golems basically. And yeah, it's, um, God, that's all you, know, you fight too. That's all you fight. I and you know, the progression is really sort of around like it's fun, the moment to moment combat is fun. And then the progression is how can I steer my character and the build and the loot stuff I get to beat these character beat these mobs of enemies even faster, um, or you know, in harder difficulties or or harder end game stuff, you know, to to survive and complete the, the task and the objectives you're given. Uh I do so there there's all these different parts of the game, and I agree with Jake that I think the most um polarizing aspect of it is one that it's has this d c wrapper of both the Justice League and suicide squad, and specifically this sort of the suicide squad stuff like there's a whole version of this game that like I think it's hard when. I should, so for my feelings personally on it, I do – I'm probably somewhere in the middle of both of you, which I think puts us overall maybe somewhat more positive on Suicide Squad than um, yeah. the average review yeah. at this point. Yeah. And the th- I do agree, like all the things you've cited. I love this the sniper rifle, the feel of the guns. Um, I like the storytelling and I actually find – I don't find most games funny and I actually find yeah. a lot of the humor in this hitting. Genuinely Sometimes, like aligning this game. Yeah, and sometimes a line doesn't hit, but it's never feels cringy to me. I just no. don't laugh at it. I'm just like whatever. King um, Shark
2: has some of the best lines in this game. He is King hilarious.
0: Shark does. I do. I do think it's one of the knocks against King Shark is that um, forgetting the character from Guardians of the Galaxy, um, but oh. he's basically just the, a yeah. version of that Drax. Uh, sure. sure, Drax. Yeah. yeah, he's basically just doing the Drax uh, like super. Sure. Um,
2: Which is uh, sort of what they did in the James Gunn Suicide Squad film,
0: right? That's- Yeah. Um, And so I think that stuff's all great. I think you can see Rocksteady's um, prowess when it comes to art direction and graphics and presentation. Cinematics is all very there. I think, you know, the game, even I'm playing on Xbox. It
2: runs at 60
0: frames a second. Yeah. And even playing on Series S where I've had glitches and bugs and drop frames and like weird popping and stuff. It's still on the whole for this type of game, I think, looks really good. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. You know, once you have four Player multiplayer in a giant sandbox like you're good there's yes it's this is not going to look like the last of us um but the actual (laughs) scenes the scenes do look really good like in the interstitial um storytelling looks just i think amazing um but yeah so that stuff i love and i i think the thing that i've been finding most is it i have always been um i've enjoyed dc comics but i mostly came to the DC universe through the original animated series um, on WB, whether it's Batman animated series, Superman animated series, or later on the justice league um, series. And it really does. I mean, obviously Kevin Conroy voices Batman in this and he's sort of the link between through all of that animated lineage, but there's just a sort of fun Saturday morning cartoon energy to a lot of this where I'm like, yeah, I, this is, I'm totally game to explore this weird metropolis that is at once super art deco looking but then has this (laughs) giant um metal skull in the background constantly looking down at you as these huge squid-like tentacles are like just destroying the city um it's and so all all that stuff's great i actually find the things that i hate the most are the looter shooter aspects of it where like Mm -hmm. i just think the loot is mostly crap and i and i feel like the actual mission like the, the missions you do to get the loot are also kind of crap. And so, so I kind of find myself like I'm propelled forward just by wanting to go through the button sequences of, um, you know, smashing someone with a melee, shooting their legs, trying to get the shield um, aura to spawn, then shooting them, getting shield power, going, you know, zapping over to another rooftop, doing it again. Like that stuff all clicks. But then when I look through the actual, you go to the menu and you try to engage with the systems and i immediately i'm like as as someone who's played over 2000 hours of destiny i my eyes immediately like gloss over and i'm like there, i don't
2: there's I don't so want many to systems in this game this. there's so many like i don't know if you guys have had this moment where i was trying to shoot an enemy and i wasn't doing damage i had to pause the game and i had to go look through seven different fucking things to figure out why i wasn't doing damage and it turned out i had i had two pieces of somebody's like loot which meant that it had a perk which affected my sniper rifle which meant I couldn't affect uh enemies that were electrified or something and I was just like what the hell is this why am I having to dig through menus to figure out why I can't shoot stuff like there's just so many systems in this game there's so many little like I I don't know if like the talent tree to me is so strange because it's all just like now you do 10% more now you do 2% more now you do 6% more it's not fun like I get a talent I have no idea what it is it's not there's no like like there's only a few times where it'll be like okay you now have a cool special ability like when you get your what is it called the suicide shot thing where you can hit xa and you can like do a one hit and kill that guy whatever that was great but then most of them are just like okay so now when you get to 25 combo you do five percent more sniper rifle damage and five percent more smg damage i'm like that's great i'm so happy about that thanks for that it's just yeah it's like so many little systems like you were saying it's like a baseball game instead of like a baseball movie. That's to a point where it's it's almost too inside baseball. Like, it's like Rocksteady is showing you way too, like there's just too much little itty bitty fiddly shit that I think most players won't even interact with. Because yeah. you don't have
1: to. Yeah, yeah. And I totally agree with you. I think the talent trees are maybe one of the biggest misses in the game. Just because, again, you're playing as superheroes. There is a little bit of an expectation that like your innate, differences, powers, abilities are going to surface at some point, and, like, the 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 coolest uh, skill that I get in the talent tree is I'm a boomerang main. It's, like, really early on, on the far right skill tree, and it just makes it so when you do your super speed dash, when you're just running, you go twice as fat far as you could yeah. go before. And I'm like, great, I, I feel that. I notice it. I know when it's happening. And I feel like yeah. I'm taking advantage of it. But everywhere else, it's tied to this free-flow combat system, which is interesting, and I think I think it is a little inspired in how they were able to translate aspects of the Batman Arkham combat into a shooter and have it be, you know, you're building up your combo as you get higher. Yeah, stuff. Exa- that I, I actually think the counter shot is ingenious. It's cool. That's awesome. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there is some that, that that talent tree doesn't work quite as well as I would want to. And it's the thing where like once I picked all my skills, I'm never gonna go back and like examine nope. my choices. There's there's nope. too much there. It's too all over the place. I don't and um but it doesn't bother me too much. And I actually think that the the I'm now going to expose myself as a sicko on this podcast. The things that bother me the most about this game are are I, I actually find that the perks on weapons and uh, your gear are memorable and easy to identify and easy to work around. And I've had a really good time with that. And maybe that's because I really know the DC Universe and I'm associating these characters and these names I know with all this different stuff. And it's actually sticking in my head in the way that it would never stick in my head in something like The Division or Destiny. But sure. um, the thing that's really actually been getting under my skin with this game is that I find the storytelling to be deplorable. I like I think. I fi- <laughs> (laughs) I think that the characters are nice portraits. I like what everybody is doing. I think that these action figures are incredibly well-drawn, and they talk. You know, Harley Quinn talks, and everybody's like, oh, Tara Strong, so amazing. And I go, yes, because it sounds like what you think Harley Quinn should sound like. But, But beyond that, what are we doing? Like, what is the story about? And it's not about anything. And it's so weird because, like, there are these moments in the story where they come together and they signal to you, like, it is about something. They go, we're working together as a team. And I'm like, but you've, you've you've been working together as a team since I put my hands on this controller. And there are all these weird, like, missed opportunities and missteps miss missteps and missed swings, I think. Like, when you start the game, it starts up in media res for no reason. And I, that, and, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> and I think the idea is that it's trying to give you a taste of every character so that you kind of know what you're building towards in the end so you can, like, make an informed decision. But the game does a good job of, like, telling you Hey, switch up the yeah. characters. Uh, this one's like really hyped up. There's like a system in there. If you you'll get a bonus for playing with this one. So I don't think it needs to do that. And, and the whole time I it was playing, it has two intros. Game, yeah, no, no. It, I think it has three intros. But okay, because it has that your... in media res that right.
2: Yeah. you yeah. start with everything in the in media res opening, like you mentioned. Then they take it away from you. Yeah. So then I started playing. I was like, wait, where's all that stuff you just spent 20 minutes teaching me?
1: I, yeah, yeah, and and I think that like. There, there were opportunities to do really cool things in this game, and they just slept on them from a storytelling perspective. And something I keep thinking about is, like, these moments where you get your traversal ability and it changes the gameplay. You, you kind of gave up the ghost with the in-media res start, whereas that should be something that I think, as the player, you should go, oh, my God, this is going to help me turn the tables on the Justice League. But you're robbed of that moment, and I think it's because, man, how cool would it be If you start off instead of the tutorial that's there now, every one of those little intro sections where you're going between the characters is how you got caught. By your respective Justice League member rival and thrown into Arkham before Waller recruits you. And then it's like, oh, my God, there's scaffolding here to be like we were all individuals and the Justice League bested us. And now we're on a team and that's we're going to we're going to go beat them. And plus, that would give you the opportunity to say, hey, use the slide, use the wall bounce, use the little jump thingy. Get used to these abilities. Use them in an interior, which Rocksteady is so good at crafting. And then when you give them that extra traversal thing, you go, "Ooh, I'm having that suit up moment in every superhero movie. I'm having that moment where I've been powered up. And now I feel like, OK, the tides of power are starting to shift in our war against the Justice League. None of that is here. And instead, the game just assumes like, no, they're brainwashed. That happened off screen. You there you know, you bought the game, you know. Go go get ready to fight them. And I and and I don't know, man. It just seems like a big missed opportunity for me. Yeah, I think
0: there there's no real stakes to the story in that regard, um, which is I definitely think is to its detriment. It didn't necessarily bother me because that's not what I would necessarily I'm I was clearly not coming to this game for that. Like I'm not um coming to anything with Suicide Squad in the name for that. But I do agree that I think one of the big missed it, it there's a one of the scenes that sticks out to me is uh well we can we'll move to spoilers in a second so I'll actually table that but um, oh, okay. I do think that's a great idea in terms of having the the uh, flashbacks to how they got caught because one of the big issues I think is that you never see any of the Justice League characters pre-brainwash so you do you don't have any sense of them as a character i mean you come to it with whatever your knowledge of that character is outside of the game but it doesn't make it it completely undercuts the impact of when once you finally beat one of them um uh, after our like one of these dreadful boss fights and it Ugh. makes the sort of uh it 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 makes I, I i also agree that for each of the individual characters it seems like rocksteady was almost afraid of trying to give them like an emotional arc of some kind. And I get the sense of like, all right, you don't want to be like, oh, well, Deadshot, uh, you know, he's, he's a villain, but he's also a good father. And, you know, Boomerang is uh, this weird um, yeah, idiot goofball, but he's got a heart of gold or like, I I totally get not wanting to do that, but it does feel like beyond there never rises to the level of, I guess the characters never get to rise beyond the plot device that brings them together in the first place, which is that they have bombs in their head and they're being manipulated by a shadow organization to destroy the Justice League. And at no point do they ever finally like escape that to be like, okay, well, now what do we want and what is our goal separate from that? Um,
2: it's weird which, because I, I, I think the side characters have better arcs, a lot of them. Like Amanda Waller actually has maybe my favorite, like from where she starts in this game by where she ends – like, that part where she's... I don't want to spoil too much because we don't to get spoilers. But that part where she's on the steps, and she clearly could have killed them, but she doesn't. Because, like, there's some good stuff with her. There's some good stuff with, like, the toy guy. Toy man. Toy boy. Whatever his name is. Like, I like... <laughs> toy the, the man. Kind of, whatever his name is. Um, especially if you... And this is the key. If you just kind of sit around the world a bit and let them talk to you over the radio... Like, you'll start hearing these conversations, you'll start hearing these little... And it'll evolve. That was something I really was impressed by. If you go back to the Hall of Justice over and over again throughout the story, like, every single character in that place will change what they're talking about. There's a ridiculous amount of dialogue in here if you look for it. And that stuff's really great. But yeah, the actual superhero squad themselves, I, I bought them becoming a group because I think by the end they're talking to each other differently than where they are at the beginning. But yeah, like you said, they were always a squad from the very, from literally the jump of the game. Um,
0: uh, well, I do want to move into just some quick spoilers. So, do, do either of you have anything you want to add before we do that?
1: I I don't mind the boss fights that much. I thought they were all right. I, I they're don't all know. the same. Yeah, there there's a degree to which, um, again, there's like just some. I'll save it for the spoilers. Actually,
2: they're not bad. <laughs> I just found them to not you just do the same thing yeah i look for the counter shot icon i shoot the counter We're playing shot, baseball you know
1: what i mean here. that's the game yeah <laughs>
0: uh have, have either of you played much on um, co-op
1: i've been playing a ton yeah i've got a friend in ireland and we've been playing like a lot of the game together yeah i've played
0: like, you f- a little bit uh jake do you yeah. find that like you feel like you are sort of just hanging out in a discord together playing a game where you're doing stuff sort of in the like vicinity of one another or does it actually feel like oh we're like going through these missions together and, and creating like memorable moments because of that because <laughs> I know I personally I've played you know a few hours with uh, in a couple different co-op sessions and it just kind of felt like we were both there doing stuff but it wasn't like when I think of a destiny um like doing a nightfall with friends yeah. where how like you, you there's a level of coordination mm-hmm. beyond just like I need to be resed or like let's just you know go We'll divert enemy fire by both attacking at the same time but like there's a there's a sort of flow to the encounters where you're like okay you you go over there and we'll draw him out and we'll draw a boss over here and we'll, there's like little tactical stories that emerge that i just have not encountered anything in this game where it felt like that was at all necessary Be, like you basically at any given time whoever you and whoever you're playing with have the same exact objectives
1: right yeah I see what you're saying so um, for us it has emerged in a few ways I think the first is obviously yeah we're just like hanging out talking about whatever but um, I'm like a big DC comics person he is not so for a little while we were just going around doing Riddler challenges and it would be like oh there's a Simon Says something or another and I go oh that's the Stag building and he's like what I'm like oh Simon Stag. like just get to get do the thing you know just like talking about DC that, that was like one way but I think the big way was that um, when we're like actively engaged in a fight, or like, or like, about to do one of these big incursion mission, missions in the endgame. Um, rather than it being like you're saying, having kind of like this tactical conversation that makes the moment memorable, it's actually in the preparation. Like, we, for me, the moment is us realizing that we both had this weapon that if we, if we both had it equipped, it would tag enemies that we shot. And if in a certain amount of time we tagged a certain amount of enemies, they would all blow up and fire. And, oh, we went, and we went, yeah. oh, my God, we we just both need to use this. And then everybody's constantly, like, blowing up. And that was, like, really fun to discover that it worked between us, that it wasn't just like us, you know, building for ourselves. We were building as a squad. So I think that was really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: I will say uh, in terms of the sandbox itself, I I'm... At no time have I ever felt encouraged to explore. And it's no, wild yeah. because they created this giant, very detailed looking metropolis. But what, unlike, what is metropolis? for instance, what's that?
2: In this game, what is Metropolis? Have you ever had this moment in that game where I had a oh, moment yeah. just about 20 minutes ago before I got on the podcast where I was kind of shooting some stuff, everything ended. I looked around and went, This is an airport. I've been in here for right. 30 minutes. I didn't realize this was an airport.
1: Yeah, it's kind of neat. Right. right. It's, it's just – but but it's like there's like no... Jakey's like, yeah, it's
0: really neat. And you're like, uh, what no what no it no no But I
1: think, <laughs> I think what's going on here is is I think that there are a couple of areas that now when I come across them, I do notice them. And I go, oh, I have a memory with this. Like, for example, right. the bank. I feel like now when I go across – There's the a ba- bank in this game? No, remember when you go to the bank? Remember when you go – it's one of the few interiors you go in. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, okay. so, so now –
2: Yes, I, yes.
1: Yeah, when I'm outside the bank now, I go, oh, that's the bank and i and i have a little moment and i think the pro- one of the problems with this game i think my biggest criticism of this game is that they just decided they were above creating levels there are no levels yeah. in yeah. this yes. and and it's like it's all it's Man. almost that's, it, God, yeah. It's like infuriating in a way. Because every mission you do is just, okay, the environment Rooftops. you are in, the architecture of that environment is your playground to use your abilities. That's why it's there. You're supposed to, you know, I'm playing Boomerang. I'm reading every surface and everything I can throw my Boomerang onto, get that speed dash and how I'm going to flank and move. And that is that is why the environment is there. But it's never like in Destiny, starting at A and ending up at B. You never go through a little a little micro journey there. And right. I think that's a choice that the game made, but because of that, none of these environments are anything beyond their architecture because that's what they've been reduced to. So if there were levels, if there was something where it's like, "Oh okay, we're going into the back cave and now maybe we don't have our traversal abilities. Maybe we have to rely on our slides and our little jumps and whatever." Like you would go, "Oh my god, let's run the back cave." Mission. Right. And go and that and it would be something and the location would be a thing. You'd go, that's where we go into the back game. You know, well, but that's not here.
2: I was I was talking to someone about how you could replace Metropolis with gray box and the game would still be as good. Gray box. Like could because like I don't actually care 99% of the time what roof I'm standing on. I just I'm on a roof shooting some stuff or I'm jumping around and I'm having a lot of fun, but then I stop and I look around, and I go, Oh, I guess this is like their Chinatown district or something. Like I you can barely notice it most of the time. Like, it's just, if you actually stop and look around, yeah. but the problem is that this game doesn't want you to do that. If you stop on a roof, the game will go, pick a mission. What are you doing? Here's some things. Here's more things. Go do this. There's people shooting at you. You see that drone? Shoot that drone. Everything, and it's, so you never get to actually look at the city. And then when you do, like you said, there's no interiors, which is wild. Wild. Rocksteady's, the, like, they made, like, think about Arkham Asylum. Like, that game is just so perfectly built in the ways you explore that environment and, and the, none of that.
0: Uh, I just, last uh criticism i want to lodge is the loot system in general there is there are i think i agree there are really cool guns and i think the loot itself is good for the most part i do think some of it is i some of it is not as wild as it could be for a game like this um but I the, the biggest thing for me is that the actual you could play this game... Like, the loot doesn't start until the end of the game, basically. Correct. Which is not uncommon for loot shooters, but it I've, I'm perfectly well-trained by Destiny to basically not pay attention to anything until I hit a quote-unquote endgame of a season yep. or of an expansion, because that's when you start using resources to actually grind through things in a meaningful and optimized way. But... That's also a complete waste of my time, and it sucks when you basically you, when you play through the game and like, um, you you, at least my experience was finding, a, some pretty good guns early on or midway through, and not really having an incentive to change them. Yeah, and if I wanted to change them, not having any very clear path as to how to do that, like how to unlock better or different weapons, like oh, here's a specific activity. You can go farm this activity to try and unlock this style of weapon with these, with you know this this perk or or a chance at these attributes. Um, It was just like wild to me looking through the menu. I'm like, I don't. Why do I not actually feel like I'm getting Mm. loot? Like, there's not um, that sort of Diablo moment where you beat a certain big enemy and then they drop a bunch of stuff and you're like, oh, this is awesome. Most of it's relegated to these penguin drops at the end of missions. Which Which is so annoying
2: because you can't skip that. that They take a long
0: time. It's only one piece of loot. And um, I think my understanding is that you basically can't, until you unlock, until you get something for the first time, you can't have uh, Penguin roll it when you give him resources or whatever. Like you can't just just give him stuff to randomly drop a weapon you've never gotten before. You have to earn it from an activity and then you have essentially the recipe to like, I guess...
2: He has like a random roll but I think that just random rolls anything you've picked.
0: Up. You oh, yeah, you've already gotten. Um yeah. but so that's where I kind of like I was like I'm I'm smooth brain ready to go mm-hmm. just collect some guns and there's not that sort of Borderlands way of doing it mm-hmm. which I feel like is makes again is one of those things missing from this main campaign where you're like okay this would be fun to feel like I am like I just basically I've never felt like my character was growing in the store in the the you know 10 hour or so campaign itself and i, I was growing yeah. my understanding of how to do things and use the abilities and stuff was was growing but it never felt like oh i'm playing my character very different now than i was at hour two than at hour five or hour eight which is definitely something that happens in borderlands where you're like okay yeah. right now i have this gun that does this and I'm my play style is, is building around that and then when i draw and you know for all part of that one of the big things they got rid of was the gears overall gear score the idea being that instead of ha- like arbitrarily having to swap out weapons constantly to keep an arbitrary number going up, they're like, okay, no, you just like there's a DPS number, but otherwise, like any any gun you have will be as good as any other gun. But then I think that that kind of killed a progression loop that they never really like fixed or replaced with something else.
2: I used the same sniper rifle on Dead Deadshot until the very end of the game. I got the hundred dollar black uh, mask bonus thing (laughs) that you get and i never found a sniper rifle better and that's not how this should work that's not great i also constantly ran into this loot issue i don't know if you guys had this problem where i would kill stuff and i would not be able to understand if loot had dropped because like there's five thousand different icons and also like either saying the loot's not great so i sometimes would just run away because it gives it to you anyways uh, like I didn't, yeah. You know how in Diablo when you kill something and it'll go like, or even Borderlands or Division or other games, it'll do that. Pa-ching! And like yeah. this big gold thing bursts up. You go, holy shit, look at this gun. I want, the or this thing I want. There's none of that here. Like I, I had, I think one of the best things I've got from the world, uh, it was this really cool shotgun I got for Boomerang, who I like a lot as well. Um, but i I found it amongst some bodies after I killed somebody. I think it dropped from, like, a random enemy. I don't even know Mm -hmm. where it dropped. I picked it up. I didn't even know I had it for, like, 20 minutes until I was checking my inventory for something else. And it was, like, one of the best guns I've got in the game. And there was no moment. There was no, like, oh, wow, I got this incredible thing. That, so yeah, yeah, the loot just feels downplayed.
1: I yeah, time. I didn't realize that until you both started saying it. But you're 100 right. There's like a there's a big missed opportunity, I think, in the moment where you succeed and you see that 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 you that endorphin rush of like in Borderlands yep. when you see that ex- exactly that ching like <laughs> that's such a moment. All that stuff come and, flying out. And especially when like man, when you beat the Flash in this game, how did they not give you a flash gun? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, whoa. Like, I, I just didn't think about that until now. Like, to, to commemorate that. You know what I mean? I think other loot games do understand that, actually.
2: Destiny has it right. Turn yeah. a boss into a gun. Yeah. That's always been Destiny's best like, formula. It's like, I'm going to turn your ass into a gun when I kill you. Yeah. Yeah, that is wild that there's no Superman gun. There's no Flash gun. There's no. Batman gun, there's no, none of that.
1: I do think they liked the cuteness of you getting your guns via the method that Batman got his gadgets in the Arkham games. I think they thought it was cool. Yeah, I think they think that at first it was, it's too cute. I think, I think it's too, like, I, yeah, I get it. Let me skip it. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: God, it takes forever. It's like 25 seconds. It's like, uh and, and the worst is when it hits and it's blue and you're like, I don't care. I will not give a shit about what you're about to give me. I will not use it. I'm going to immediately destroy it. That's annoying.
0: All right. Let's briefly move on to some quick spoilers. Um, I'll say yes. the thing that I was originally going to say, which is one of the most scenes that stands out the most to me, is when you are going back to the um, Hall of Justice and you see Wonder Woman fighting Superman and – she, uh, you know, there, there is a pretty prolonged like fight, and the whole thing is that um, the the Suicide Squad is just sort of standing there watching, um, like, uh, you know, completely passively as uh, Waller is like yelling at them to like get her inside, and it just like was a very bizarre scene to me because I felt like there's no like, again, part of the uh, the progression feels like it should be like okay, these they're they're complete. I, I guess the game can wants to keep treating them like they're these throwaway C-list characters that like the joke is that like they they can't achieve anything they're they're useless except like they do end up killing the Justice League, um, but then in these big scenes you're like oh they could like th- there's no sense of them being a part of the action or mm-hmm. feeling like they are actually uh I don't know helping in some way where it ends up just feeling like when they do finally kill uh one of the members of the justice league it just feels sort of it felt arbitrary to me like well there's a boss fight and they won the boss fight so obviously they have to kill the person now but like up until that point it feels completely ridiculous that they would have had a shot at all and so i just they're- i'm not sure it feels like the game undercuts yes. them as characters a lot for like I understand doing that in the beginning but even as you are getting all these powers and doing different things it never feels like they're getting, you know, obviously not strong enough to like kill Superman, but to like contribute in some way to what's going on other than just constantly feeling like cockroaches, yep. you know, under the foot of these gods who are who are battling.
2: There's only one moment in the game, now that we're getting spoilers here, that actually does it right, which is the Batman sequence where Harley actually has a history with him, she actually figures out a way to fuck up his whole scare using scarecrow gas plan against like flips it on him they do that fake ending where you're like oh i died and then it's like yeah I, l- no. I love that part that was the only time in the game where i was like these guys are actually killing the justice league every other time in this game is just lex Luthor going oh here's some yellow shit this will do it and i'm like, i guess that's i guess that's how they figured out how to kill the, how'd you kill the justice league uh, some kid walked over and he fixed the thing and now the Flash can't do Flash stuff.
1: Yeah. There you I, go. I think I kind of maybe had a misreading of that moment then. I'm so I'm I'm glad to hear that you both really liked it. But the thing that stood out to me was like you have this moment at the beginning of the game, right? Where you're wandering around this Batman museum and Batman takes you out one by one. And so he, good. And he and that's amazing, oh, so right? And I love the yeah. setup of that. Though look at this. Yeah. This this guy, who we all acknowledge, is the weakest member of the Justice League, just some guy. He's taken out these people that you're expecting to go kill Superman. It's great. We're setting them up. I absolutely love it. And I was a little surprised that they kind of did a redo of that at the end of the game where I thought what they were doing was, oh, the reason Batman was able to take them all out is because that was the one part of the game where they separated all four of these people. And you were acting on your own. And now that we were a team, we were going to beat them. But but they did the same thing. They made you go through as each individual doing out there. And I thought that was like a misfire. I, I, it's a little weird. Yeah. And, and, but, but I do like the, you know, it's a level. Yeah, I think,
0: yeah, <laughs> I think structurally, I, I agree with you. I think, um, narratively, I think the setup made it. Yeah. It, I think it felt at odds where I guess the lore reasons all sort of lined up and clicked for me, but then it felt like they were like, well, how can we do this boss fight in an yeah. interesting way? And it's like, well, yeah. l- let's make you walk around in the dark shooting at, at phantoms or whatever. And that, yeah, like, the actual mechanics that, like, that
1: part wasn't sucked. great. Yeah. Um, But I yeah, and I think what it really ties back to for me is that this game insists on never empowering its main characters and never making them feel like they do have a chance because they're like afraid of that. And there's all these like little moments where the the game gives you those traversal abilities so that you have a chance against the Justice League. And I'm, I'm not out here being like, oh, you have to explain how they could beat Superman. But I perceive a lot of people playing the game having an issue with that and, and being like oh it doesn't feel like we really you know it feels like we fought a boss fight version of a character pretending to be superman and defeated him but in the cutscenes, why not just have a moment where flash tries to ca- grab captain boomerang and captain boomerang's using his new speed force gauntlet and being like haha you actually can't touch me and it's like oh, okay now i'm building it into the head that like Th- we've we've given them something that gives them a fighting chance. A uh, later one, we fight Superman. Weirdest thing that boss fight. It's like rather than just com- that boss rather fight? than just what like coming that? up and crushing you, Superman decides he needs to use yeah. ranged attacks. He has to. He <laughs> swings at you with a big bat of cement, or he fires his lasers at you, or he tries to hit you with icicles. And that would be fine if you had Superman rush up to one of these characters, grab him, and go ah. You've got this gold kryptonite, I can't get too close to you. And it would be right. fun. But he doesn't Well, I, it's yeah. weird because that's what I
2: assumed. I assumed in my brain, but you're right. I assumed in my brain it's like, okay, they have that new kryptonite stuff, the gold kryptonite, like that's why he can't touch them. But you're right, like if you're somebody who isn't into comics, or if you're just mashing through the cutscenes or whatever, like there's not a moment where it explains why Superman doesn't do the thing that if I was Superman, I would do, which is just fly over to somebody and go, snap, snap, snap,
1: snap, okay. And I think it's important to dramatize those moments because that's what what the people are thinking of as they're playing through these games. They're thinking, why doesn't Superman just go up and and just did it to Wonder Woman just fine?
2: Why doesn't Green Lantern just do the ring thing again that he did at the beginning of the game where he just grabbed us all and flew us around the city to show off their streaming tech and and introduce Metropolis? Why didn't he just do that in his boss fight instead of trying to shoot me with Rockets 50 times
0: yeah <laughs> uh real so t- i get two other things we should definitely touch on in terms of spoilers one the is brainiac ending well yeah so one will be the ending ending i real quick i was going to see did either of you have any opinions on the actual like ways like this the, the kill scenes i know obviously one of the more controversial ones for some people was the batman one because they felt like here is this arkham character that we played as for three games um and four sort games. Of,
2: Don't forget Origins.
0: Or okay, yeah, three three Rocksteady games, four games total. <laughs> and um, you know, is, is this like really the the send off that 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 is gonna feel rewarding, I guess, for this character, or like maybe as Batman like shouldn't because obviously one of the things is like how did Batman even get brainwashed by Brain, Brainiac in the first place? Because mm-hmm. the whole point, sort of, at least my my feeling on on Batman has always been that like that. His superpower is that he doesn't lose. Sort of. That's just kind of the right. thing. Like from a narrative, um, I'm going off on a tangent, but suffice it to say that you know, how did each of you feel about the way those scenes were handled? Did it feel like it needed, like they should have been handled differently with more heft or more payoff, or did it feel like in keeping with the sort of irreverent comedy of the game that they were not belabored? Uh,
2: I, I mean, I think I get why people are somewhat uh, mad about than killing the Arkham Batman because he is, for a lot of people, he's actually the bat, their Batman more, more so than we, like, I'm trying to think of a strong movie Batman we've had in the same time. Like Ben Affleck, Bale Bale Sure. Yeah. I think a lot of people came. I think a lot of people, this is their Batman. Mm-hmm. Like how, especially if you tie in the history Kevin Conroy has with the character, like this is their Batman and to have him get killed. They're always going to hate that. I liked it. I think they did a pretty solid job of, like, other than the fact that, yes, he got Brainiac brainwashed, I think, you know, I, I, I thought the moment with him and Harley worked, but that's because they have history. Um, it's the only death in the game that I actually gave a shit about. I did not care about the Flash dying. I didn't care about Nolan North's boring Superman dying. I didn't care about one uh, Wonder Woman dying. I, like Because I didn't know him, but I knew Arkham Batman. I knew Arkham Harley. So it worked for me. But I can see why some people are mad about it.
1: Um, yeah, this is uh, going teacher mode here. What you have here is not an Act 3 problem. What you have is an Act 1 problem. And I think the, <laughs> the, the killing of Batman, this is not a moment for Batman. And I think a lot of people want it to be because they're attached to that Rock City Batman. They're trying to say, what does this mean for him? This is a moment for Harley Quinn. And the scene yeah. plays out as if it is a moment for Harley Quinn. It's trying to signal to that that to you as you watch it. Um, but the problem is is that Harley Quinn doesn't have an arc in this game, and it's not because it's not about anything there that is the moment in this story where it's placed in terms of like the length of the game, how much you have left, but also in terms of like you said, just these characters have history or whatever, the audience expectations, sure um, it is placed where that is supposed to be the moment of transcendence you know what i mean the catharsis for this character what are they saying beyond we're saying that we're killing batman right now and they aren't saying anything and that's why it doesn't work for me and i i don't really I, i don't think this is batman's game i'm not really thinking too much about what it means for batman i'm thinking of what it means for harley and it falls flat for me because i think it means harley killed batman uh all this stuff about I know, I know we have to acknowledge this. The narrative about like disrespecting the voice actor Kevin Carr, I I couldn't give that that right. is the furthest thing from my mind. Um but uh but yeah, that's why the moment didn't work for, for me and my tastes. Um but I, but as like a on the level that I enjoy this this story, which is just kind of like portraits of uh every cutscene in this game is just as cool out of context as it is in context. Because there's no building. It's it, right, it is yeah. Exa- yeah these these are portrait. green lantern shark. Hey, that is my favorite moment in the game. My jaw it's was on the floor. It's awesome. But, it's amazing. But yeah, this this I think like on that level, it's like yeah, the voices are they're doing a good job. The animations, the face, like the way it's you know, there's all this stuff that like it is entertaining in a way, but it's not it's not surfacing any any other emotion other than I'm entertained by this. Yeah.
0: Right, yeah. No, and I could I, I completely agree with that. And I think that's why I actually I I feel like what it there's a surface level like competency to the writing and the 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 big scene storytelling I will say like you know the individual I I could not tell you half the time what the hell I was doing or where I was going to do it like yeah there there obviously there are big beats like okay we need to get x item to kill y justice league member but there were so many things where like the, the missions are super brief and you're like all right they're like go to this point on the map and do this thing and kill these people and then the mission's already over i'm like well i don't even know what we were doing there but sure okay like we had to yeah find this weird yeah. creature or like unlock this thing or find I, you know get some some um some uh hostages or whatever
2: uh, I think i said ho- in my review i was like the basically the entire game is cool cutscene that sets up this really interesting, like we have to go get this. We have to go do this. This is why we have to do this. And then the actual mission is, uh, you're going to shoot some crystals or you're going to guard some plants or you're going to guard a truck or they just can't like, that's all you're doing when you actually play the game outside of it. They're setting up this really interesting, like, Oh, we got to get this and we got to do this for this. And this will unlock this. And we're in a different dimension to do this and all that. But the actual, what you do is just, you shoot crystals, you guard plants, you guard a truck, you save people over. I them. really,
0: I do really want to get your, both of your takes on the, the final, the ending and the, the Brainiac and the, the multiverse <laughs> stuff because I, it made, it completely changed how I thought about the rest of the game and, uh, with, and in ways that I'll share in a second. But how did you both feel about it?
2: Uh, they reused the flash fight at the end. Yeah, wop, that was wild. Wop. What a boring way to end this game. Yeah. I'm sorry. The worst, like, honestly
0: that, the, worst, the worst fight in the game in my right.
2: opinion. Right. Yeah. The worst fight in this game and it just robs Brainiac of being anything other than just I, I like I don't know who he is. Like as someone who I'm more familiar with like Marvel than I am DC, I'm vaguely aware of Brainiac. I've played DCU online. I understand some of this guy, but like I don't really know who Brainiac is in in this game. He just like he barely is a part of it until you beat it, and then he won't shut the hell up. But he's barely a part of it until you get to the end. And then you get to the end, I'm like, okay, what are you going to do, Brainiac? I was like, oh, maybe he's going to use all of the squad's weaknesses against them. Maybe he's going to put together some really intricate plan, and he's going to use their own. Like, he's going to be like, Deadshot, you never trusted Boomerang. Boomerang, you always, like, he was going to use them against themselves. And instead, he's like, I'm the Flash, but I'm purple. And I'm like, this is and then I thought maybe, okay, I'm gonna kill him. And then he's gonna turn into something no oh that that was it. That was his move. He just became the flash. Well this is the guy who's took it over the multiverse.
1: Yeah, I mean he reveals himself to be a device, right? He's not a character. Right. He is right. yeah, he is there to serve the game. And you go, Why is why is he the flash? Why isn't he Superman? Right. And you then you right. realize it's because they're saving Superman for a yep. season one fight. Brainiac yep. <laughs> Superman. You know what I mean? It's and and that to me is the whole arc of the ending. After you beat Superman yeah. and you go to Brainiac, the whole rest of the game is going, okay, now we can drop fa- <laughs> we can drop the facade. Yep. You yep. are and and here's the thing. As somebody that all of those systems, you were just talking about the repetitiveness of all of the missions, how they're all this, 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 or this. I like the how it is in the hands and on the sticks so much, and all this other supplementary stuff going on. That I genuinely don't care. It's like if somebody told me, like, I love fighting games, probably my favorite genre. It's like, but all you're doing is the same thing over and over again. I go, yes, that is correct. And I and I just go on my merry way. But I do. I'm a Destiny
2: player, so I I can't. Sure. I yeah. Like I get it. Like when it feels good. It's you do it for 400 hours. Sure.
1: But it is insane to have this whole game that I think is like walking this tightrope between like, hey, we're still the rock steady. You remember? Go walk through the Daily Planet, baby. And then cool. and then they just say, all right, we're done. This is this is what the game is like in a in a way that is so like meta and and almost uh, uh, like purposeful that I almost respect it I almost am <laughs> like no they know it they at least they know at least they know exactly what kind of game this is so Ethan you could cut this real quick but
2: the Daily Planet bit <laughs> why did why did Harley Quinn know Jimmy Olsen
1: everybody knows everybody in this universe Ever, okay, I was just yeah. weird to me because she like walked up to Jimmy Olsen's desk and she's like,
2: "Oh, Jimmy Olsen." And I was like, "How do you know?" Because she even says it about Clark Kent. She's like, "Oh, Clark Kent, that report." I'm like, "How do you? Are you reading?" Sorry. Anyways, just
0: they've all yeah they've all been spending way too much time on the the Wikipedia. Um, right. I yeah the reveal of the multiverse stuff and uh, basically the setting up of all of the post you know post launch seasonal content. For me, was sort of this wake up call to be like, okay, yeah, of course, this is. So this is this is the actual game here. Yep. They really did. I was expecting Rocksteady to be like, here is um, a sort of Rocksteady campaign with uh, this tacked on live service stuff, and it's like, oh no, no, no. This is like, it almost feels like everything was built with that that l- l- end in mind, which is you know, in some ways, how you kind of want to do a live service game. But then it also made me feel like, well, why did you keep this till the end? Like, why didn't you actually? Like, there's a version of this game that sort of just embraces the fact that it's going to be that repetitive um, loot grind, sort of, like, doing the Destiny strikes mm. or raids or nightfalls over and over again. Um, and there's a version of that game that's great, like Remnant 2, where it's like, no, this is... Yeah. The the whole point of this game is to go through these battles and environments and boss fights, and that's all it really is. Um and I, I almost wonder if like there was a version of, of like instead of padding out the middle of the game with a lot of these random what what are effectively just patrol missions that you would yep. do in like destiny. Um, it almost feels like there could have been a five hour version of the game that was really condensed and really um, yeah. just punch after punch after punch. And then you you know then you're doing this end game or you know you do they 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 split it up in other ways but basically it i think that the cheap shot at the end kind of does feel like oh they really did like hold a bunch of stuff back like they this sort of when you think of um naughty dog saying that they canceled or or claiming that they canceled the last of us online game effectively because they're like yeah we don't um we don't want to just become a live service studio and you know we allegedly had the realization at the very last second that what that would require is us to just constantly be making all this content, mm. which anyone who's paying who's paid attention to Destiny and Bungie could have told you, like, of course, <laughs> I like, guess yeah. that that will be uh, how, how it is. And so I, it almost does feel like, oh, no, they really did take that to heart. And there's like I, when people maybe look at this and say, how did they spend seven years just making this? I wonder if the answer really is that like well no they spent 7 hours making a game that we've only seen half of and sure. the rest of it is going to come in year 1 and year 2 and they needed that head start and so they had to sort of like give short shrift to the base game to to lay that out which is not necessarily a defense or a well um praise of that but just i it kind of made me real think of the rest of the game in a completely different way
2: It also is weird because they spent a lot of time telling us this wasn't a live service game, right? Like (laughs) constantly being like, "This isn't a live service." I don't know what you people are talking about. This isn't a live service game. So when you get to the end and Brainiac goes, "This is a live service game," by the way, you're going to be playing this for a couple months at least. I can't blame
1: them though. Live service is such a poison term, and I think a lot of people do misuse it uh, because I think you know.
2: Like how do you But lying about it I feel like Or not lying about it You have to re-educate Yeah Obsticating it I feel like is even worse Because I've seen some Reddit posts People go like Oh my god wait This is a live service game Because they were Buying into this idea that like No 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 Rocksteady's, this is not that. And then they got to the end, they're like, oh, fuck, this is is just Avengers, Marvel Avengers again, where you're going to take out underground bunkers for 400 hours and hope you get something
1: good. It's funny, I think there is a deployment of this game that does look different in that it ends shortly after you beat Superman, and then there is maybe a... A period of time before you go do the Brainiac stuff and it's like okay now this is season one Brainiacs here and I do wonder if there was uh, a managing of when they're deploying that stuff and how that worked because I even my my friend who I played a lot of the game with he got a little bit ahead of me and he he went oh I beat the game and then the next day he goes did not beat the game went and fought Brainiac I have now beaten the game and I just thought that was interesting yeah yeah right (laughs)
0: Zach, you had mentioned about uh, sort of, you know, Rocksteady and Warner Brothers being cagey about the live service stuff, you know, trying to specifically not call it live service because obviously that term is sort of toxic now for people who don't play live service games. Um, but then at the same time, I, I feel like there's been a lot of. So to try and zoom out and talk about the conversation around this game, Whoa. I know Jake joked that there's a discourse in every bite. Um, <laughs> I think to to do the the short version the summary version is that this game was in development for seven years it was supposed to come out in like i think 2020 was it early 2023 got delayed to um, 2024 there was a bunch of uh people feel like that everyone always had it out to hate this game. I think that's obviously absurd because people love rocksteady and they loved the previous games. And maybe even though this wasn't exactly what they would have hoped for next, I think there was a lot of excitement around it. Um, when it was first announced back, I think it was that 2020 uh, W B fandom Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until the live service stuff started to leak that people started to be like, wait a second, and then that yep. very first big gameplay sho- showcase where it was Ooh. like, Ooh, what, what is is this? This is Crackdown with gear scores mm-hmm. and loot. Like, what are we doing here? Um, that's when I feel like opinion started to like of people who pay attention to pre-release stuff and sure. you know, which is a very specific group of of super 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 fans and press and media and content creators. Um, but then the game finally arrives. There's no. Reviews of it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was previews at the beginning of the month. IGN wrote a really negative one. They didn't get any review code even once the game was out from Warner Brothers. And then there was a one hundred dollar version of the game which I bought, and I guess sounds like Zach, you also bought. I'm guessing Jake, you bought that too, or yes, yep. yeah. Which gave which gives you three gave everyone three days early access to the game. More um, or less. More or less. If you were on Xbox, you could do um, the. New, I Zealand, did New trick Zealand trick to trip. get yeah. yeah even more time the game was effectively like off for the first day because of a bug that was discovered where some players story <laughs> progress had <laughs> auto completed for the game so the servers were taken back offline they had to fix that to make up for the time that people had lost they gave everyone who bought that version of the game $20 of in-game Luther coins which is what you use to buy the cosmetics which is the whole reason that this which game is structured this way
2: sounds like an um, onion head lied by the way right <laughs>
0: Um, And that was what only like Wednesday and then the game was officially out for everyone on Friday. There was a bunch of reactions to the spoilers about how various members of the Justice League were killed. There was a bunch of, you know, just debate about whether or not people are giving the game a fair shake. I know, Jake, you had did a video, had done a video last week. Mm sort of about what had primed people to maybe not like this game. Um, I don't know if you want to give the yeah. sort of 30-second version sure. of that.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, it was funny. I, I did this kind of to predict where the discourse was going to go, and I will proudly say I think I nailed it. But uh, just <laughs> the idea being that like traditional press outlets as opposed to like YouTubers or people who cover things more long-term are looking at that, like, okay, we've got an embargo. We're looking from the A to B experience and reviewing that. And I think a lot of this game is about like figuring out its systems and like mastering the skill ceiling. So you have these people who start playing this game, and it's not like Spider Man. It's not the character driven, feel like Spider Man game that does a lot of the work for you because it's trying to put you on a very specific ride. This is something else. It wants you to play around in a playground. And I think that combined with the expectations of knowing this is rock steady knowing this is somebody who is perfectly capable of giving you the modern superhero experience that everybody wants that, that prestige video game all of that cognitive dissonance combines together that when you see this game in action when you see what's going on you go ew and how much of my money is it trying to take and i understand that reaction but nobody i don't i don't think people have quite the same reaction when it's it's a game not from Rocksteady or that doesn't... You know what I mean? It's like a division type of game or a Destiny type of game because we've grown to understand what those are. So I think it's a lot, just a lot of weird messaging firing at each other. And I think, Zach, you alluded to earlier, just kind of a, a PR misstep of not yeah. being able to really define and make the audience understand exactly what this was and why they were making it that, that yep. set this game up to have bad public discourse.
2: I... Uh... They've been running ads for this thing everywhere on, like, Pluto TV and some of these services. And uh, my uh, father-in-law, he's an older gentleman, but he loves video games. I bought him a Series X for Christmas. He's into Game Pass. He's got more hours of Forza than me. Um, Anyways, he saw the videos of the—he saw the, the commercial for it. And he asked me. He said, "Oh, is this like those Batman games? I played the Batman games on the 360, like those those uh, Arkham games." And I was like, "Oh, it's made by those people, and it's like the same Batman, but it's like a loot, like an online multiplayer shootery thing." And he was like, "Oh," immediately lost all interest in it. But if I if he hadn't asked me, and he just bought this game Mm -hmm. based on Rocksteady, the Arkham name that they kept throwing around, the Batman, the superhero stuff they showed, the cool like he would have been extremely. Upset about this game, so I think that's part of the discourse disconnect. Is like, like Ethan mentioned, we're in a very weird circle of internet. Like we we care about stuff that no, like eighty eight percent of 99 percent whatever the world doesn't care about. And those people buying this game, I think those are the people who are uh, not happy. And when they get online and say they're not happy, it just feeds into this bigger discourse problem. Like this bigger, like every you can attack this game from any angle and find six different arguments countering each other and everything and I think a big part of it is that a lot of people came to this game wanting one thing expecting something and even the game itself pretends it's that for most of its runtime until at the very end, and it goes, we're a live service looter shooter. You're going to be great. I, so,
1: I will push back against this a little bit, though, because I actually think normies are more likely to like this game than people doing what we do because they haven't been trained to recognize what the prestige may, game is. And I also think sure. people, people downplay how big of a brand Suicide Squad is to the normies. That is a... I don't know. That last movie... It was. I loved it. It did not make a lot of money. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. But this is like, a, like a, I'm talking about not just like the critical reception of the movie, but like as a, as like a marketing and merchandise and like Harley Quinn in that original Suicide Squad movie outfit. That's that's the Academy Award winning Suicide Squad, by the way. But like okay, to take down. a character as iconic as sure. Harley Quinn and be able to invent like a brand new iconic look for that already iconic character is unheard of. And it's like it's like a sure. thing that people know and the normies recognize. Like Harley Quinn is out here, so just oh, yeah. yeah, so just just like sometimes people are. like, But then also, Why? her her movie made no money. That, sure, yeah, and I think the character I think, is bigger than the the movie. You know, what I mean? wonder.
2: Well, yeah. I wonder if the awareness is like people might be aware of these characters, but are they going to spot seventy dollars, a hundred dollars down for
1: this game? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, I don't know either.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think there's a lot of that, and that's kind of the big. It's not just. Um, Obviously, when you have a studio like Rocksteady that people love and the games they made previously that people loved, there's going to be this like, all right, whether fair or not, I definitely see that there is this higher standard of, all right, you made this game, which meant that you didn't make this other game. And we feel like you probably we we know like it's basically, you know, uh, Larian just made Baldur's Gate 3, which is sort of Divinity Original Sin 3. If they yeah. pivoted to a completely different genre hybrid that ended up being a real mixed bag, I think there are people, um, well, again, whether correctly or not, understandably sure. would have been like, "Well, so we got this instead of this other thing." Whereas, you know, you have a new studio come in or someone without that baggage, and people are just I, more likely to sort of take a, the game on its own terms and just be like, "All right, well, it was this game or no game," versus this game. Against the perfect Arkham four in my head that I'm imagining. It, right. It also didn't I,
2: help that there was that rumor of a Superman game that was not right. Right. The thing. fake rumor the, of
0: like, yeah, the right. thing. which, but, but again, completely believable when sure. Superman had appeared in, I, I, sh- I shouldn't say that the rumor itself was believable. I think if you are just someone ambiently following any of this stuff and yeah. you might have not actually like read the rumor itself, but just like heard from a friend or like someone randomly said on a podcast that. Like oh yeah I think Rocksteady was like making Superman a game at some point but then they stopped it would have been believable insofar as if you had played Arkham Knight and Superman does appear at some point and if you see that there's a suicide a Suicide yep. Squad game it you logically you might have thought like well they they probably wouldn't have just made that jump right like maybe why wouldn't there have been some sort of Superman well, or Justice League as like uh, like the theory people have is like oh the Metropolis
2: in 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 the game is the Superman Metropolis. Like, that was one theory that, I, uh, that right. is not true. It's not, not true, right. Uh, not true. But but I could see how people online, some people online could go, well, they built an open-world metropolis. They name-dropped Superman. I heard that Superman rumor. I guess this replaced the Superman game. I fucking hate this. Like, I could see those dots connect. I,
0: and I, I also do think there's a huge difference between watching a Suicide Squad movie mm-hmm. and enjoying... Um, like, the comedic performances of these actors or, like, the the reversal of these roles as opposed to, like, a game where you're playing as the characters themselves. And so you're now, instead of being Batman or being Spider-Man, now you're being um, Harley Quinn, which I don't know that, like... I, I love Harley Quinn as much as anyone, but yeah. um, it's not... In the same way that, like, I wouldn't necessarily think of, like, a Lex Luthor game. Like, I've never wanted to be sure. Lex Luthor. Um, and... I, on the other hand, so there's like that, I, there's all that video game baggage. On the other hand, there's all this publisher baggage in terms of just Warner Brothers and what they've done to the DC, uh, like perception and stock, and just like what that franchise is trading at mm-hmm. in terms of like the first Suicide, Mo- Suicide Squad movie, which, like it or not, made I think close to a billion dollars worldwide. Oh, yeah,
2: huge hit, yeah.
0: And then this, the follow up Suicide Squad movie, which much better was considered critically much better clearly was a huge flop who knows why exactly that was movie theaters were being really weird um post-covid oh yeah you know was there like all this other uh, there's obviously all this other baggage from the the snyder cut and justice right. league and mm. i think i think this rock is also just dealing with the fallout of people not really knowing in the same way that like yeah. Marvel's Avengers kind of appeared a bit late into yep. the Marvel fatigue, you have this game now where no one, there's not necessarily clearly established for like for each of these characters. Like the, I, there was a Flash movie, but I don't know if anyone is like thinking like, oh yeah, Flash <laughs> is in Suicide Whoa, Squad. Like great
1: the, call, you're right. Nobody's thinking right. that. Whoa, yeah,
0: right. And it and it's just like. I, I think that's also another thing that they're battling against. And so, when you look at how they rolled the game out, I do feel like they just didn't do themselves any favors no. by not embracing like what the game actually is, and sort of trying to like have their cake and eat it too in terms of like, oh, this will appeal to the people who want that single player, story driven um, DC campaign, like a uh, com- uh, comic book hero campaign. And this will, while it's also going to be, like, if you like shooters and, like, mm-hmm. online multiplayer and loot, like, there's also stuff here for you. And if you want to do the seasonal stuff, that that too. Like, it just felt, I, I think where that shakes out then is the people who you get most likely to review or, like, play the game at launch is going to be people with a very specific set of expectations versus, yeah. like, oh, this is Diablo meets Division with um, DC characters, and that would have been maybe a much smaller slice of like the the people who I I like agree in a very general sense. There's just a sort of ambient bias towards the single player prestige games like Arkham, like um, yeah, Last of Us, like Uncharted, you know, yeah, Uncharted, yeah. right? Um, and you know, I don't know. It, it's funny because while this is all happening, you you know, people are freaking out about. Um, Suicide Squad's concurrence on Steam where I think it peaked at least on day one around 12 or 13,000 which, which was
2: which isn't that half of the Avengers
0: yes it was lower than the Avengers and I think is not much different from where I think it's also lower than maybe where Arkham was um, but then you look at what the games are beating it right now and it's like Persona 3 Reload and Shroud uh, or is it Shrouded. Um yeah. which is a survival game obviously Power World another survival game like sure a survival crafting sim like power world or enshrouded also there's no obvious appeal there um to like like that's not the k- kind of game you would market at people like you'd be like oh yeah so our game is um you you punch trees and hit rocks and you get stuff to like start creating crafting things and it, like that's also not the kind of game you would market and yet those games are doing right. extremely well right and so i do wonder like did they just miss um
2: they missed the window Or,
0: or like, did they misestimate, like, oh, maybe there is a bunch of people who would play this if they knew what it was? Like, (sighs) people who are souring on Diablo Season 3 and, like, oh, yeah, I want to, like, check out that style of game versus
1: you both know I think better than missed me. The window, I'm, I'm curious. You both will probably know the answer to this better than me. I'm not as tuned into like what's going on on steam with charts like this, but is there any chance that I, I just noticed that obviously there was like a big marketing deal with PlayStation and Sony. And I, I feel like most of the materials were coming through like Sony, uh, pipes. So is there any chance that it's just blowing things out over on, on consoles and doing better than it's doing on steam? Or is there a relativity to all of this?
2: i I mean that's possible, yeah. Okay. We don't have. Oh no, I, I so definitely think that's the case.
0: Yeah, I mean, oh I really. Definitely Sony doesn't it's...
2: release Sony doesn't release numbers like like that. Like okay. we have, you know,
0: uh, you can see the most played sections, and I think it's definitely yeah. up at number two or three on PlayStation, and I'm sure it's equally high on Xbox. Oh, dang. Okay. And like if you go to Steam. Com right now, mm. um, you you don't see anything for Suicide Squad. Uh, Got it. Okay. On on the front page, so. Um, I think that's definitely part of it. So I, I definitely think it's not Steam, PC is not the leading platform for this game, especially no. with the PC version of the Arkham games and the and the baggage they have. Right? Uh, yeah, but,
2: Arkham. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. But
0: in, when you do think of it as a multiplayer online shooter, you're like, okay, sh- this this should also be like uh, like perfect PC
1: fodder, full crossplay um, too.
2: Yeah, but it's also. Right. I think this is a whole other little thing, but it is a third person thing, and I feel like those games do really Whoa. well on console. Well, well, there's just, this, this is a whole, like, yeah, a group you sure. of people, there's a group of younger people yeah. who, like, they don't like first-person stuff, and they primarily play on console, and they like third-person stuff, so, like, that's also part of it, too. Like, there's people feeding into that, but Power World is its own weird thing, like, like, I don't know. I just think this game missed its window. I think, if you look around, what was the last good superhero movie that made a shit-ton of money? Like, other than the Guardians of the Galaxy three, they're all flopping. Nobody's watching the Marvel shows anymore. Like WandaVision, those shows took over the internet. Nobody what's like everyone's talking about that. Maybe too much the discourse was crazy then for that show. But nobody cares about the Marvel shows. Nobody I nobody cares about any like superhero stuff is just kind of uh, Spider Man two
1: baby. Th- th- th-
2: Spider-Man doesn't count because he's his own crazy I entity. I understand, that can, yeah. He can make so much. But no, it's fair. Yeah. But yeah, other than Spider-Man, who's his own entity that can make $10 billion by farting the right yeah. way. Like, uh, and I love Spider-Man. Yeah. But like, I think they missed their window. If this game came out like two years ago, three years ago, I think it would have done a lot better. But I think a lot of people are just over superhero stuff. And they're especially over c superhero stuff that no matter how fun or cool it is, are like... Who the fuck is Captain Boomerang? What? Why do I care about this? Which, again, I love the uh, Harley Animated show. I love King Shark. I think he's funny and stuff. But, like, most normies, I don't think, care anymore. I think they've moved on in a lot of ways, especially for a $70 video game starring these people. It's going to have right, research well, on Gay Pass. That's what I'm saying.
0: That's, yeah, that's a grim note to, to end it on. Um, all <laughs> right. We'll, let's real, real quick. Uh, I wanna get for the lightning round each of your reactions to the PlayStation State of Play last week, which I assume you both watched. I know Zach, you were writing it up. Um I don't know, Jake, if you watched it in real time or afterwards. I watched
1: it after. Uh
0: we're gonna first so real quick, both of you, um how jazzed were you uh after you you saw that uh Dave the Diver is getting Godzilla DLC in May 2024 on PlayStation. I love
2: I love all of my pop culture becoming one gray blob that I consume.
1: Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it too. And I'm just like, ah, oh, we're we're doing this in everything now, huh? Yeah.
2: It also is funny now after all that indie game discourse to have Godzilla show up and Dave the Diver and just kind of be the cap like, no, yeah, this was never really. I just
1: indie bounced game. off Dave the Diver too. I'm not looking to go back, but it's okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Alright, so the the table setting here for the state of play was, this is the first, I think, since last September, uh, that is one, two, three, four, five, almost six months. Um, this is the first since it was announced, I believe that, uh, I don't, I think it's the first since it, um, oh, fuck, I should just look this up real quick.
2: We'll cut this part. You'll look smart. Don't worry.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Having all those PlayStation State of Play dates queued up. That's how you look smart, baby. Right.
2: Yeah. That's what I do. That's how I impress yeah, people. I'm like, yeah. Did you know that on the fifth State of Play, Sony said this? And they're like, wow, leave me alone. Okay.
0: Oh, no. Yeah, I'm like very close to just being like, all right. Uh, yeah, and, and traditionally, in the first State of Play of the year, they announced <laughs> dates for games coming out in this window. Uh, September 2023.
2: Also, okay. I said the *Harley Quinn* movie didn't make a lot of money, but actually, I love that movie. It's a great. Movie. Yeah,
1: that movie's a good time. Yeah, yeah. I went to the New right, York so- City premiere for that movie. Met Margot Robbie. It was very cool.
2: Ah! Yeah.
0: Oh shit! Awesome. Yeah. Um. All right, so the the table setting for the February two tw- tw- the February twenty twenty four state of play is. This is the first since last September, which is almost six months ago. This is the first since uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Ryan announced that he is retiring from the company next month. Oh, it's the yeah. first since the uh, huge insomniac hack uh, last oh. last uh, December. So, I'll, and and it's and it's the first, um, you know, it's the first opportunity for for Sony for this year to short to sort of. Um, give i guess uh give super diehard fans and ps5 owners a sense of like where the platform is headed especially on the first party front the big you know last may of 2023 was the big showcase for that year which highlighted mostly live service games didn't show sort of what uh, new ip sony santa monica is working on or any hint of when Ghost of Tsushima 2 is coming. And so there are a lot of these first party games that um, you would expect to sort of be anchoring the, the PlayStation 5 in the midway point of its life cycle are sort of still, I'm sure, coming, but MIA. And, and there's a question of like, when is that an indication that things are wrong or this, like, things are taking too long and too much money, like every other AAA game? So that's that's where the state of play is coming in at. Um, And I think it was a resounding like I think everyone was pretty floored by uh, Kojima showing up and showing uh, something because that's all you really need to do to make your showcase like awesome. (laughs) Uh, In terms of, we'll go through the list uh, real quick, and this is going to be a version of the "Are they winning?" segment where both of you just tell me is it winning, and if you have like a short a short reason why, uh, you can share it. So Stellar Blade. Coming April twenty sixth, finally by Shift Up, a Korean studio. Winning, losing. What's what's up? Losing.
1: Zach, pushback. Uh, okay. Don't.
2: I was also going to say losing as well, but that's mainly just because uh, I already played nearer.
1: Uh, yeah, losing uh, for uh, thigh holes in pants, incredibly yeah. thin hair, and also, I'm just going to say, that was a bad trailer. I feel like I was yeah. constantly waiting for that trailer to just like let me watch the, the part of the game I Why was I the narrator
2: talking over the people so often? It was very weird. That was confusing. The- and also, my girl, uh, my wife, she pointed out, she's like, why are all their boobs jiggling like somebody shook the camera right before they started uh, the cutscene—it's—it's it's yeah. kind of
1: distracting. It just didn't—it just didn't fill me with confidence that this is a good version of one of these games that it's trying yep. to look like. So I like—I don't know. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe not. But that—I either way, not a good trailer.
0: No, you're both wrong. I'm ready to go back to <laughs> Earth as Eve, save the planet from aliens, and sure. upgrade. Lots of gear, because if there's one thing I'm never going to stop doing in in games, it's upgrading my gear. They
1: spent five so- seconds, Ethan, being like, you've unlocked the double jump. Look at this. The screen. double jump.
2: I couldn't believe Which, it. Which, by though. the way, the fact that you have to unlock a double jump means this game is garbage. Ooh. Should be thrown into the trash and it it's bad. There you go. You should always have a double jump.
0: Unlike Suicide, jump, suicide Squad. Right. Uh, Sonic uh, and Shadow Generations. Um, this is just, you know basically uh, uh, my understanding a remaster of this game that they added shadow to uh i don't know what they're doing with sonic but does either of this do anything for you a
1: massive w this is my game of the show oh my god oh no I'm Losing! i myself have i is this uh, wait we're not into this okay okay i will preface Sh- i am a shadow sicko i love shadow I think he's a hilarious. That's so many questions. Listen, I love how that character fits in <laughs> to like Sonic stuff. You know, like I, I, either you Kingdom Hearts fans, he's like the Riku of Kingdom Hearts. No. Okay, Dragon Ball Z, he's the Vegeta. Okay. okay like yeah and like Mondo, that, cool. that gives him a little bit more narrative freedom to be like really edgy and and serious and like ugh. but also be a little like weird and goofy in the way that like sonic can't be like look at how shadow runs dude he's like skating like a weirdo i like man I, yeah i absolutely love shadow um i think it's cool sonic generations i i don't know if people are aware of this this is one of the um This game has a good reputation among Sonic fans. People like this This one. This is a good Sonic, right? And it was very cool that when you could start, when uh, it got, like, upgraded on Xbox Series X and you could play this game at, like, 60 frames per second and everybody was like, whoa, I want that. So now getting an official version, I can play it on my PlayStation, Um, getting a whole extra Shadow campaign in addition to, like, I think it's going to be, like, more levels for the Sonic stuff. Um, Yeah, all about this. Can't wait. Year of Shadow, he's about to appear in the new Sonic movie, too. Uh, It's all coming together, baby. Yeah, I love it.
2: Zach I, that, I liked I liked it when they killed him in that one game God last year. No.
0: <laughs> Zenless Zenless Zone Zero PS5 the new urban fantasy RPG from uh
1: MIOHO. I, uh, it doesn't register for me. It's got
2: a cool name. Yeah. And some style. I like the style points. I might check it out for style points. Cool.
0: Yeah, I will say that um, neither uh, Genshin Impact or uh, Honkai Star Rail really grabbed me, but mm. this, for whatever reason, this one, again, it, there's like this sort of... Mm. Uh, it, give, it gives me high fire rush um, vibes yeah. in terms of just the... Sunset the, Overdrive. The, you, right, yeah. And I'm like, I'm very much into... Much more into the world of this game than I was with those two, and that, that might be enough to finally get me to... Uh, start giving my life away to gotcha mechanics <laughs> um v uh v rising 2024. did either replay this on pc the vampire isometric I, I, play, uh, game? I
2: played like an hour and i was like it's a punch trunt tree puncher
1: but it's vampire. it sounds it vampire. cool every saw. time i read about it i'm like oh that's kind sure. of a good narrative premise actually you know you're trying yeah but then you play it and you're like oh, i know little... i that's i kind of sense that that's where i'm gonna land on it eventually too just not my kind of game yeah i'm always very to it.
0: I'm always very curious when these very, like, super PC-ass games come to console, like, yeah. what that yeah. life ends up being like. Because it's, it's very much like the, everyone who's really into that game is obviously already playing it on PC. Well, right? it's and... weird
2: because there's always a contingent of people. If you go on these games, like, power... Uh, not power, that's on console. But if you go on these PC-only things, like, for a long time, Seven Days to Die was one of these where it was only on PC. If you go on their Reddits, there is this contingent of players who are only on console who don't care about PC, don't play oh, on PC, okay. whatever reason. And they are always excited and yeah. freaking out when there's a console announcement. So I bet there's a, a fairly large group of people who are like, hell yeah, V Rising on PlayStation, but
0: yeah. Silent Hill 2 remake, still no release
2: date uh, It looked like Resident Evil 4, so that's, I'm cool I'm good with that
1: Yeah, I know I'm supposed to like this <laughs> I, like, I uh, I don't know It's I, gonna be bad, probably There's something about it know. that it didn't, it didn't
2: Are you a Silent Hill 2 person? I'm not really... No. no. Okay, neither am I. Okay.
1: I, I know these games carry a certain weight to them, and I'm trying to under... And I don't know why. So I still need
2: to... This be- is probably also not the best way to experience it, I'm going hundred percent.
1: I need to be told why I'm supposed to care sure. about these games. And right now, I'm still... I'm not I'm not there. Yeah, not
0: there. Um, blooper Team is making it. I don't think that anyone's ever going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I don't no. know what people expect from... Um, an offloaded remake of this game, like f- it's not going to be Resident Evil Four made by Capcom. It's no. Konami who has obliterated its game development departments, giving it to a European studio. And oh. I think if it looks if it looks like it did right. in the trailer, like that would be per- that would be good enough. Like a a decent remake, just one to one with with better graphics um, and well, just a solid foundation to to begin like doing something with Silent Hill again. I don't know that. I think anyone who who is maybe looking at it, thinking like this is going to be in the the top tier of remakes of PS one, PS two era games, sure. is like,
2: gotcha. Well, also it's a bad, it's a big red flag that the first big gameplay for this is a combat trailer. To me, that's not what people want from Silent Hill. Interesting, especially mm-hmm. Silent Hill two. Like that's if you go back and watch gameplay of that game, and I've played Silent Hill one and some of those other ones, like. The combat's not why you're playing those mm. games. It's for like the psychological stuff and the narrative oh. stuff and pyramid head. But there's another Silent Hill game, Ethan.
0: Yeah, we're not going to talk about Short Message. Oh. Losing, winning. What? All right, Zach, is that you're 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 saying uh, the Short Message is uh, winning?
2: No, it's losing.
1: Okay. <laughs> Jake, it did you looks play? like a
2: bad, looks like a bad PT.
1: Oh, I didn't. I, yeah, I haven't gotten around to playing it yet. But I'm surprised to hear that. I thought I thought it had good buzz.
0: Uh, maybe maybe I opinions know? are diverging. I've yeah. I've only heard to stay away from it and that it, it's yeah. free, but uh, it's not worth oh, your time. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Judas. Still no release date. This is the new Ken Levine, uh, not Bioshock game by uh, Ghost yeah. Story Games. Winning. Losing.
1: losing. Uh, yeah, losing. Ethan, I want to know from or uh, Zach, rather, I want to know from you why though. I'm surprised you said that.
2: Uh, par- primarily it's because like. They destroyed what was it? Irrational Games to build like Ghost Story games, or whatever is that's what's called, right? The studio now, and then and they went through all this rigmarole. And now they're just making a doesn't look as good Bioshock. So I'm just not sure what the point is.
1: I, I I will say I am turned off by the high degree of fidelity to Bioshock in this, and I and I almost feel like the whole trailer is just supposed to make me go. Remember Bioshock? You without loved, saying it. Yeah, you loved yeah. Bioshock, and and that that kind of turns me <laughs> off a little bit. But also, I would like to share the wording on PlayStation's tweet about this game. PlayStation tweeted, okay. "Quote influence character relationships in Judas, a new tale from Bioshock creator Ken Levine." Influence character relationships? <laughs> no, losing. Absolutely losing. Yeah.
2: yeah,
0: I think. Yeah, I think there's. Um, I think people under uh, appreciate how much most people still love Bioshock, especially people who are like, haven't touched, you know, if like, I think I, so I totally get um, them the way they rolled it out. And like, Yes, the more it looks like a BioShock game, the more people are going to be excited about. It. I think it's going to be an uphill battle anyway because of the name and the fact that that's no one's going to know that what this is. Who like if people who played BioShock uh, 1, 2 and 3 a decade ago are going to just have no idea. I right. do think when I, I was when I looked at the trailer, it read to me like a weird battle royale game, like not like in gameplay wise, but in just in terms of this sort of space station like eclectic um, p- pastiche of like the guy with the cowboy hat on a stage, having like things thrown at him, the weird oh, puppets, yeah. the weird like I like none of it. The Bioshock games had always a very specific, um, aesthetic theme for each of them yeah, that that w- that was cohesive, and this definitely did not have that. I think no. the thing that people I just I've heard people being like I don't know why everyone's down on this. Like I of course I want a new Bioshock game, so if it looks like that great. I think everyone should go back and read Jason Trier's, uh 2022 report at Bloomberg about Ken Levine's studio and how this yep. game yep. is in development hell and a mess. And half the people who formed the studio with him left because he is uh, reportedly to them for them was in, just intolerable to work with. Yes. And mm-hmm. I don't think any of that has magically been solved. And it was a very small team of um, one of the core points of friction was basically that it was a small team of less like 50 people. And the whole point was that they were supposed to be making smaller games, and it sounded like he did not know how to turn the AAA part of his brain off, and was like, nope. "Oh no, yeah, we're making a smaller game, but it's AAA sort of still. We're we'll making another Bioshock clearly... with less people, <laughs> right?" And that's 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 basically how it was presented in the state of play, which is like a huge red flag to me because yes. just from a, a like the pure economics of what that what my understanding of what that team could deliver that that it's not that, and so why you could still deliver a perfectly great game i don't know if the trailer is maybe misleading or mm. what but i just i just think i that game especially did not have a release date i mean i think yep. back in the, the 2022 report it was like the game could be as much as two years out and here we are in 2024 and it's definitely not coming this year i don't think so yeah oh uh, i thought big, it was
1: i thought it was this year but you're right no they didn't say nothing no, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I,
0: mean, I feel like at, at this point, yeah, they, and 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 maybe that's because like you know they don't want to be one of those studios that's like, hey, like, <laughs> like Suicide Squad or like yeah. uh, Starfield that's like, hey, the game's coming later this year. Sure. Oops, no, it's not. Um, so yeah, who who knows? We could get the Summer Game Fest drop, and they're just like, oh, by the way, it'll be out this holiday season. Or maybe they're waiting to see when the actual next Bioshock game by Cloud Chamber is actually going to come out, which I don't think will yes. be this year either. Um, I'm just going to combine. There was a Metro Metro Awakening VR um, trailer and a Legendary Tales VR trailer, and uh, is uh, PSVR2 winning, losing?
1: Oh, PS- PSVR2 is losing. Uh, PSVR2 is big losing, but I liked I liked these two games actually. Yes, I, Metro. I love Metro. Yeah, love yeah. PSVR2 Metro is fan. is not having its moment yet uh i think that that's more or less fine uh yeah like you really like metro 2 i actually was really drawn to re- legendary tales that's like the kind of game i want to play in vr it just looked fun to play around with that that different like the the ranged and the melee combat stuff i like how he was doing like sword things and magic stuff yeah. it's like it, it doesn't take a lot to please me in that kind of uh, vr environment i think but like people that have played this game on pc say glowing things about it uh It seems like a win for PSVR 2, you know, after not getting the late hit last year. I want to say Asura's Wrath 2. Was that the one?
2: The Meta Quest, one? yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. and I and
1: I think that there were like similarities between that game and this one. So yeah, so I thought that this was not what people are looking for from PSVR two because obviously you want that next Horizon Call of the Mountain kind of VR experience. You want that Astro Bot. Mm. But in terms of like going out and getting something, getting a couple of other things uh, that aren't quite at that level, I'd say these are maybe tier two games. Uh, sure, sure. I thought that these both looked pretty good. Yeah. I, well, and I mean, I'm just excited because I love the Metro games yeah. and
2: letting, getting to see 4A, getting to see that whatever. Like, I, I just want more Metro. And also, it's just nice that Sony hasn't forgotten that PSVR 2 a thing because sometimes I wonder if I, they you forget wonder.
1: PSVR 2. Yep, you wonder. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> like, oh, shit, we got to make sure we – yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
0: I do think that this was the time – this is the one-year anniversary of the headset. And if they still yeah. haven't uh, announced a, another first-party, big first-party VR it's game. Fun. That's it, that's yeah.
2: Don't say that's that. Big. How no, no. <laughs> oh, you know, Well, what's funny too, because like if you look at PSVR, the first one which I owned, I bought, like the that had a much different life. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Thing, like they they kept talking about how like it's selling great. I knew people who bought one who had never done VR before, and they're like, this is so cool. Like I can do VR now. But I think part of the problem is that VR games haven't really evolved much beyond what you were playing. If you look at like the best VR game list, it's usually the games that were the best VR games. Five years ago, but maybe like yeah, a sequel, sure, like Arizona Subsign Two, yeah. whatever. So I think a lot of people have lost interest in VR, and PSVR two is too expensive, and the PS five is pricey, and it was hard to find a PS five. So it just and then there's nothing to play on it. Like yeah,
0: Rise of the Ronin.
1: I'm people seem so you. positive on this game. Why? And I hate Why? to yeah, I hate to yuck your yum out there, but the truth is is that I'm just like I I feel like this type of i I don't know it's 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 such a thing i've seen before and i and i kind of like there there's a moment in that trailer where like i think the dude like glides across a field and he lands down and there's like a guard and the guard is standing and the guard has like his video game cone of vision so he doesn't hear or see (laughs) you and he like sneaks up behind the guard and he stealth kills him and that just doesn't get my goat anymore like it used to and so i don't know i yeah it's it's Seems fine. I, I'm. I'm. I guess. I'm. I guess. Big Sony owns me because I'm. Out, I'm out here waiting for Ghost of Tsushima 2, You know.
2: That's what I. Yeah. Ah. I, I had the same reaction. I saw this. I went like, Yeah, this isn't what I want. Yeah. I guess someone else will. Well, it's
1: serviceable it. though. I'm. If if reviews sure. come out and they're all like, This game rips the combat, the incredible mechanics, all this. Stuff, I believe them. But there's nothing in that game specific to that game. That's like, This is why you got to play this one. That that, that hooked this- me. In.
2: I also had a thought of like this and like Stellar Blade and stuff. I'm like this is what Sony wants to like for their big first state of play. Like, that's interesting. Were talking yeah. about so like this is your big whoa. I don't well, know. well. They're
0: they're publishing both of them.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh.
0: Um.
2: So that's what I mean. It's like is this? But I, yeah. Well, I just mean like is there nothing? Is to your point? Is uh, there not right. anything to show of Ghost of Tsushima too? Is there not anything to show of like?
0: Right. Well, the, they like, and they. What, yeah. So they they would maybe do that as a one more big thing for a state of play but obviously there was a different one more big thing which was yes. uh death stranding 2 on the beach coming next year uh with what a 12 minute trailer anything that kojima is a part of now he just gets to like double or triple as much time as anyone else gets in the showcase um yep. i'm a huge death stranding fan i'm not even a big Love kojima stan like i metal Gear's is fine i, I really yeah. like uh metal gear solid one and two um, but the uh, I absolutely adore Death Stranding, and I think this trailer showed hopefully to everyone why it is totally worth having a Death Stranding too. Because I think a lot of people were like, "Oh, why?" I thought that that was a nice self-contained game. Like I don't yeah. need to revisit that. And I'm like, "Oh no, this is totally like everything." It it uh, I sorry. I know I'm supposed to be asking both of you if it's winning. Obviously, it's winning. This is the final verdict. Nobody can. Yeah. Um, but I think it sh- the thing that who knows if this will actually be the case? So far in the PS5 generation, these big Sony first-party games—this uh, obviously is not first-party, but it's a, an exclusive—is um, have these. The sequels have this issue of just being like more, mm. and yeah. I think that is a big thing with Spider-Man Two, with um, God of War Ragnarok, and with Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah, and this one looked felt like it was like. Just legitimately expanding both narratively and um environmental um environmental wise on the first
1: game I'll be honest at this point if i'm if I'm watching a video game trailer, I will black out the second I hear troy baker's voice <laughs> i <laughs> that was that was the worst part. <laughs> that I, yeah. there is something. That it's it's just something has broken in me with that. Uh, so that so that played a played a role here. But um, there is a degree to which I will say, Death Stranding two winning the announcement. I'm a little like. I I I don't have strong feelings on either way, but there is a part of me that is a little sick of like the way that Kojima goes about presenting his games. But the but but you can't argue with it because the man has yet to miss. So what am I doing out? You know what I mean. So like I can't. Every one of these shows should just pay Kojima whatever he wants to have him come out and talk about his weirdo game because it's probably going to be amazing. So like I you know I'm, I I you'll never catch me betting against Kojimas even though I. I could I could do without some of the uh the pomp and circumstance if you will.
2: Yeah. <laughs> There's a talkie marionette doll. I'm in.
1: Yeah, that guy's cool. That, Love
2: that guy. I'm I'm already I don't know what that is. I don't know how that relates to anything involving death stranding and like the dead and the living and the Chiron. I don't know, but it's cool. He's cool guy. He's like he did a like a demon face. I'm in. Uh the hand gloves. That's gonna be a hot Halloween costume, I think. A lot of people are gonna have hand glove stuff going on at cosplays. Cool. I can't wait to see the first people do like a motorized one, where they actually move around. It's winning. Uh, Fizznit. Fizznit. Oh <laughs> this right!
0: Is
1: the, oh my god, I completely this forgot. Is, yeah. This is this is more than a game.
0: This is right. This is Kojima's um, uh, game transcending cinema, uh, new espionage
2: uh, thriller. You know, it's funny. Game. You just said, "Don't bet against Kojima."
1: No, this is so, what I'm talking about, though. Which, like, now you have to, like, you have to support. But I, this. I felt the same way about the Game Awards announcement, where I was like, "We just let this man talk about, like, presented in this way, and we're all happy with that." I, I, like, the, the thing is, is that Death Stranding comes out, right? And all I got in the marketing campaign for Death Stranding was, was, hey, look at this thing. Is it, look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? It's you know and it's yeah, like and yeah. it's very weird and they want and they want me to know that it's weird. But then I played this stranding and now I feel like you can sit me down with somebody and I can go, "Listen, I can explain to you what this game is in yeah. a couple of sentences." Yeah. You know, and I and I kind of wish we could skip this first part where it's like, "All right, so revealed via Twitter after the presentation." Fizznit is a you know you're gonna watch a little movie then you're gonna play a little game and then you're gonna go run a marathon and all of these experiences are gonna to connect to each other and i i don't know so but here's the thing again i i don't think this guy really misses so will when this thing comes out will it be great probably is would it be silly for me to say it's not winning I'm uh, yeah so i, I gotta give him the winning even though i don't like the announcement yeah.
2: um so okay so Death 2 they're working on right at kojima productions yeah they're working on what was the what's the uh, the overdose I can't is that rem- what it's called, oh right? you're right od, OD. yeah o- od and now they have Fizz, 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 Net or whatever yeah. it is it how many people are at production? Uh, could you, like what have do we know what the scale of kajiba production is are they a three game studio now
0: well it's hard like, if like if both od and uh int are like movie hybrids or sure. it's unclear to me like what the gameplay like I assume there's a lot of the production being done through movie studios. And obviously Columbia pictures was part of the, the announcement for this one. So I think it's hard to gauge exactly what the lift is on it. I do think that people thinking this is like metal gear, solid six are going to be like, I don't, I think they're, I, I don't think that's what that, that's not the way this pre- presented. Like in terms, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it might be go on to be as a, uh, you know, who, uh, as, it'll be
2: self-referential, um, like all Kojima stuff is. Right, but it's not going to be Metal Gear Solid Six. That's interesting. I saw some people. I, I saw some people like this is going to finish Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain story, like in his own way. It won't officially, but like it'll have like rev- instead of Revolver Ocelot, it'll be handgun Puma and like or whatever, and it'll be his own take on how he would finish the Metal Gear Solid. But I don't think
1: so. I need to see how this OD thing shakes out because right now I just like don't believe dog has it in him to put out like a smaller project i no. yeah. you know what I, you know what i mean yeah so i i so i need to see how this od thing goes because right now i'm 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 kind of thinking the other way i feel like it is just going to be a big game and he's just going to take some big swings like the i don't know fizz into the physical interaction let's say and it's uh it's a it's a game and there's a tie-in movie and there's a tie-in Well, but book. do you
2: think it's going to be like metal gear or, or, or i mean more as like is he is he is he chasing Metal Gear with this in what, game? In what in what way? Think, in
1: scope? In in
2: not in scope. So, more just in like mechanically. More in like what this game is trying to accomplish. Like, is this going to be a military simy? Kind
1: I kind of th- like I kind of think yes. Stealthy thing. I I, okay. I, I do think yes. Yeah. I thought that was the messaging, man. Now now I'm doubting myself. So well, no.
2: I mean, I I, I it was a little vague, okay. but yeah, sure, I could see that. But yeah, if yeah, I don't know, because didn't he have that quote? Maybe Ethan has this somewhere already. But didn't he have a quote like years ago where he was like, Oh, I'm done with Metal Gear, like I don't
1: need it. I can move on.
2: Interesting. So okay. it, do you think maybe he's like actually
1: Yeah, my I my take some... is that he made a lot of those games, right? And I and I right. think that there's probably something about them that uh, you know, even if you tell yourself one year, oh, I don't, I don't love that old art project of mine, and yeah. then, you know, a couple of years later you go, ah, maybe I will do something like that again. Uh, I could totally see that from him, and I and I do think it's largely what um, people want, and I and you and you gotta sure. wonder about like if there is any kind of like publisher influence or you know Sony being like, hey, can we have one of the, one of those kinds of things, and we'll yeah. have a fund, you know, we'll fund that, we'll fund that.
2: Well, so, it's like we funded we funded two of your weird Normus Regis walking sim baby games. You got to give us one Metal Gear yeah, for each of those. Exactly.
1: Uh, Somebody spying uh, around, shooting people, you know? Easy. I
2: will say this I'm excited. I'm excited to see what it is. Yeah. Like, I want to see more. Like, you can say whatever you want about Kojima's games and all that stuff, but, like, at the end of the day, they are always, I'm always excited to see what the hell that is. Yeah. I'm always yeah, excited to play it.
0: You're more excited for this game that doesn't exist than Stellar Blade. Uh, yeah makes makes perfect yeah, sense yeah. um yeah i i think if this is a game ass game um death stranding 2 uh took will have taken six years so uh this uh, you know if that's the type of game it is then we mm-hmm. definitely won't see it this console gen- generation but oh yeah who yeah. knows what the actual scope of it is so you know, maybe it will be well did they
2: call some- it a next gen adventure or something and so people now are trying to piece together or, like i feel like there was next gen was mentioned but like that might mean next generation of like. Kojima's like, yeah, dogs just
1: mind. using words. Dogs yeah, <laughs> loves, dogs just using. He words. loves words. He loves. Dog, he loves yeah, he's words. he's using words. Yeah, well, me yeah, Gene
2: scene.
0: Yeah, we're three. We're th- what three over three years into the PS5 and Xbox three six Xbox <laughs> Xbox three sixty. No, the Xbox Series uh, X S, and we still have to keep talking about next generation because yeah. games yeah. like Until Dawn are still getting ported. So yeah. I think we're just there's just next gen is just perpetual now. Everything's always next gen. Correct. It's true. Uh, I want to thank both of you for giving me so much of your time to go through um, Suicide Squad, uh, the 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 beautiful, the ugly, the the, <laughs> the magnificent, uh, and also give a give your verdicts on the, the PlayStation State of Play. Just to wrap up, what's uh, I, I forgot to ask you this at the start, but what are either of you playing right now? And uh, what is something just in general that that is making you uh, giving you life this week?
2: I was wondering, yeah, if you were going to ask me this. Uh, Gears, <laughs> Zach, uh, Sarah, Zach's
0: like, oh, I'm playing 50 things. Here they are.
2: Uh, yeah, let me list every... No. Uh, Sarah and I, uh, my wife, we are uh, halfway through Gears 5 because she's never played the Gears games. So we've been replaying them all. Uh, and we're halfway through Gears 5 and uh, they should make another Gears of War. Is it better or worse than you remember? It's uh, it's actually a little bit better than I remember. And I actually cool. liked it. But I think coming, coming back to it, I like it even more now, especially after playing all of them. Like, there's some narrative little things they're doing yeah. that I was like, oh, wow. I didn't realize they were teasing that all the mm. way back at four and stuff. So, yeah, I'm liking it. I like the open world stuff. It's kind of funny now after playing God of War Ragnarok to come back to this and be like, oh, huh. I guess they may have played some Gears 5 because uh. it's very similar, that the open world stuff in Ragnarok to how they do it in Gears Five? Oh man, it's a
1: story for another Very day. But I, I lit up the internet with my negative review of God for Ragnarok. So I have a whole story with <laughs> but that. But, no, Oh yeah, but uh, but Zach, Gears 5, Zach, I've did you say your that. wife is a Sarah? Yes, I'm. I'm marrying a Sarah in September. Uh, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. So, um,
0: oh, Zach, watch out.
1: That's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> there's,
0: there's only one Sarah.
1: That's true. So uh, what I'm playing right now? Uh, I, I, honest to God, so embarrassing. Suicide Squad is the answer. So the other thing that is, a, that is a constant is are either of you familiar with the New York Times Connections? Vaguely. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. So a little word association game. There's a new one every day. It's like a morning witch- ritual between uh, me and my fiance. We get up. We get our like coffee, our breakfast. We sit together. We play the Connections. We do the wordle, the the mini crossword things like that. But I love the connections the most. That's I feel like you actually do some active thinking there, not just the process of elimination. Um so yeah, I really love that. And um something that's that's given me given me life this week. Honest to God, I was looking forward to going on this pod all week, man. Just working for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you but go. I, yeah. So shout out to you guys. But also, uh just as I said, uh fiance getting married this fall. Planning my wedding, dude. Having having have a that's good time. Exciting. Having a good time, embracing yeah. it, embracing the good really? and the bad. Okay, yeah. I can recommend it. Mary and yeah. Sarah's pretty good. excited. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah any uh, Zach? Any wedding planning tips? Since you just oh, did please. that recently. Uh,
2: uh, well, <laughs> we got married in Vegas, uh, and basically it was like we just had three people come with us and got married uh, in a desert and had fun with it. So that sounds like just, good
0: advice, honestly. So, <laughs> uh,
2: well, my best advice is advice someone told me, which is like, take a moment to actually absorb what's happening. Cool, because it's very easy to get lost in the planning and the rigor. So take a break, cool. sit down, and kind of go like, "Wow." Cool. I will do yeah, that. Not a joke. No, you thought I was going to do a joke, but no, I have real. No,
1: as as I am unfortunately <laughs> feeding the wedding industrial complex, I will remember sure. to have that moment of reflection. Take a break. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Actually, look around. You go. This is happening. Yes, this is cool. One hundred percent.
0: Uh, all right. Well, thank you both, Zach. I know where we can find you, which uh, which is on Kotaku.com and uh, also on Twitter at?
2: Zawizen Z. Last name, first initial.
0: And then Jake, uh, please plug. Where can people find you and, and plug your Patreon?
1: Yeah. Okay. So you can uh, find me on Twitter at Jake Knows It. Knows like the thing on your face. Uh, is how that one goes and then it's uh patreon.com slash jake steinberg that's where you can find uh my new show catch my drift some fun bonuses on there really good time and if nothing else it'll 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 take you over to my youtube channel which is there's there's no paid content over there it's totally free it's not even monetized so have have the time of your life and, uh, and enjoy hanging out